Hello guys and girls, and welcome to episode 137 of the F Reality Podcast. We hope you're all keeping safe and well, and that you enjoy today's show, despite the technical difficulties at the beginning there. We've got loads of interesting topics to talk about today. In the news, we're going to be talking about a new TV show that explores the concept of a digital afterlife in virtual reality called Upload. We celebrate Beat Saber's second birthday. HTC have a brand new virtual reality meeting platform called Vivesync. And we'll be talking to the voice of Solid Snake, David Hayter, about his new role in upcoming VR title, Phantom Cover Ops. And then finally, Zim's going to round up the show with some releases and a special quiz that he's got lined up for you. But before we dive deeper down the rabbit hole, let's say hello to the team and find out what's the highlight of the week this week. And first up, this guy's true form is a small green creature that has a brush for a head. It's my fellow VR explorer, Snaithy. How are you and uh, what's been your highlight of the week this week, dude? Oh, my highlight. Mm. Oh, the one that you just mentioned was, was uh, yeah, a pretty fun highlight, you know, exploring mm. VR chat with you. But uh, we're going to talk more about that another time because uh, we have seen some stuff. <laughs> We've we seen things. Digest first <laughs> and then yeah. we can, you know, tell you what it's all about. So stay tuned for that. But it's going to be cool. Um, uh, but uh, anyways, another highlight would be me playing Space Channel 5, mm-hmm. finally. Um, when I was planning to play it, when it launched, uh, you know, I had some problems with my eye. Um, so I couldn't, so I had to skip it. Um, but now I made my comeback in this beautiful, beautiful and exotic game with its crazy gameplay. And um, so just to give you a quick heads up, Space Channel 5 is a dancing game in where you have to save humanity by showing off your best dance moves. <laughs> and that way you can attack the aliens because there is an invasion going on. That's kind of what it comes down to. That's all you need to know. And did you did you save the universe, Nathie? Yeah. You got the moves? No, I, I was like really tryharding on those aliens. <laughs> I can tell you that. You know, I was really showing off. Like I I was playing it on a PlayStation VR, so I couldn't, you know, do any backflips and front flips and things like that. So I kind of had to keep myself, you know, uh, reserved in that sense. Um, <laughs> we, we got we got Keith Chamberlain uh, saying in the chat, oh, uh, humanity's in trouble now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so I played it um, and... Um, I enjoyed it because uh, I got to try it at PAX last year. Um, and uh, I, I've never really played a Space Channel 5 game before. Um, so this was like totally new to me. Um, but I like it. It's, it's, it's fun. But uh, what I do want to mention, and this has been mentioned many times before, also in, in many reviews, is that this title is like extremely short. Uh, the, the story that I played, because it has a storyline, the one that I just explained, but there is more to it, trust me, uh, because the aliens can also sing, yes, and, and they can orgasmically sing all kinds of songs. Um, but uh, it took me, I think it was like 40 minutes to get through the story. If you can't dance that well, it might take a little bit longer because you can get, you know, game over if you suck at dancing. So you have been warned. Um, but after that, I was like, whoa, that's it. That was fast. It like went by as like a flash. And um, that's a shame because I, I did like it. And the gameplay you do get is, is amazing. And the story you have is also like funny. Um, luckily, there are two other game modes too that you can play to burn some more calories because... Uh, just like Supernatural and Beat Saber and those kind of titles, this is one that's pretty much a, 
uh, a funky dance simulator and also a, a fitness game. So uh, yeah, you can burn calories on a daily basis and, and jump into its arcade mode that is like pretty much endless. So um, yeah, that was my adventure this week. Um, nice. But yeah, it's it's a fun game, but just beware, it's short. It's also coming to uh, the Oculus Quest. It's coming to Steam and also Viveport. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know that. I was like going to the website and then I scrolled down and I was like, whoa, this game is coming to the Quest. It's gonna be a fun one on the quest, but they just kind of need to tweak their price for for the you know the playtime you get. So that's, yeah, no, it's crazy. And, they, and just last week they were, uh, as we were saying, they they dropped it thirty percent in the store for PlayStation. Um, okay. Actually, the, the the endless mode that you talk about, the arcade bit, um, you can play that over and over if you want. But I played it to the end. Twenty five minutes is all it gives you extra oh, on top of the story. So <laughs> the game is literally, uh, it's a joke uh, in terms of its design. It's like hey. Because I played it as well. Nathan and I were both like split off in different planets and and, and played the game. But <laughs> I, I think I got 45 minutes in the main story, having failed one of the levels three times. And then mm. I went and I did the kind of endless mode or whatever, which yeah. is 100 uh, different dances strung together, different levels. Yeah, it yeah. does get hard, but I don't know if they had a deal, a deal with the car dealerships well, or something. They were like Honda, Toyota and all this kind of <laughs> stuff. It was it was nuts. And um, I, like you, I like the gameplay, but this the quote unquote story is a complete joke. They introduce a character that is your arch nemesis mm -hmm. that then immediately you're saving from another bad guy and then the game's over. It's like, what? What are you What are you doing? Spoiler. It's, 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 it's absolutely ridiculous. Well, it's, it's, uh, well, well, talking about that, like, uh, I, I watched you playing the game live and uh, it was really funny because the mo you know what I enjoyed the most? The fact that you went into the menu because... Next to, you know, uh, playing the game, you can also collect characters from the oh universe. God, Ooh, oh and, <laughs> and he, and I saw Zim going in there. It's called the Friendopedia. And first I thought like Friendopedia is where I can meet other people and compete with them, right? For a high <laughs> score. But no, 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 no. This is where you can meet all of the characters from Space Channel 5. And this is the crazy part. Okay, let's say we have Mike, okay, wearing this, this black shirt right now. But then there is also a Mike who's wearing a red shirt and also a blue one. But every Mike, even if they look the same, have their own backstory. Yeah. So one Mike with the black shirt is a YouTuber, but then the other Mike with the red shirt is a, is a plumber, for example. <laughs> that, and there's like this whole thing going on and they go real deep with these characters. There's a whole paragraph of text on every yeah. skin. Every yeah. skin for every character in the entire game. And there's yeah. about, there's there's more characters than there are minutes to the game. Like, that's how <laughs> shallow this experience is. And I, I don't get it. They must have been cut short in their funding or something because well, this would have been a great, it would have been a great title if they only the, gave more content, more run of the story. Well, like, the, it, it all works. The strange part is they, they advertise it as a game that will get more content. But yeah, there are so many games that say that. Uh, also on the website it says like, yeah. coming soon, more content. Uh, so... <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, uh, bring it on. So it's more of an investment than it is like an actual game at the moment. So, so the, wow. the question we're, that I have... We're off to a good start here. Yeah. The, question, <laughs> the question that I have is, that do these dance moves, like when this whole lockdown ends and you're in the club, you know, doing yeah. your thing, are yeah. these dance moves going to help you out? You know, like show off some, some nice shapes, um, maybe attract some ladies? No. No. Well, <laughs> if no. you were living maybe in the seventies or something, then yeah. Oh. So if you go to a theme party, mm -hmm. then yeah, totally. Oh, um, the, it's not dance mechanics though. It's most like half of them are like dodge mechanics or shapes that you make with your body. Yeah, you have to attack not, the aliens by dancing. It 
like I love the chew move, which is like their kamehameha <laughs> of of oh, yeah. Space like Channel this. Five. It is it is it is good fun. Um, it is yeah. like like Nady said, like it is good fun, but for. Forty-five quid or whatever it was at the starting price? No bloody way! Like yeah. I don't know. Yeah, they need to drop it. I think if you would pay like uh, ten bucks for this or something, eh, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, so so we'll see. Maybe maybe they uh, you know change it up when it comes to Quest and stuff. Like that, that's the scoop, by the way. It's coming to Quest, so you have been all warned. This is gonna be an exciting party. I think I'll wait for it to come to Quest then and, and try it then. You should. Yeah, you yeah. should. Yeah. Nice, nice. Well, glad you had fun anyway. You know, dancing away in quarantine. <laughs> makes it fun at yeah. least <laughs> also let us know in the chat what you have been playing yeah absolutely yeah nice. we'll read those out very shortly yeah. um so next up this is a, a guy this is what a guy <laughs> god <laughs> this <laughs> i'll get it right this time this next guy is what a normal man looks like when NVIDIA RTX is turned on <laughs> it's my beautiful Belgian brother it's Rowdy VR. <laughs> How you doing, dude? You're right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I was about to say, like, you know, we, we got in this, in this, into this uh, podcast, like, really, really fierce, like, already, like, started, like, trashing the game. I love it. <laughs> uh, anyway, my highlight of this week is uh, I've been uh, reading a book, you know, mm. we're all in lockdown and uh, we don't have that much stuff uh, to do or to play. Uh, so I thought I'd pick up a book and, and the book actually ties in really nicely with a concept that we'll be talking about a little bit later in the podcast, I believe. Uh, the book that I'm reading is called Life 3.0, Being Human in the Age of Artificial Intelligence from mm. uh, uh, wow. a Swedish physicist called Max uh, Techmark and he basically he talks about what is artificial intelligence um, what 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 encompasses it and in and what kind of age are we evolving right now and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because uh, I think this week um, someone or a team uh, used artificial intelligence in order to make something in Beat Saber. I'm sure that we all uh, have heard about that as well. And th- I'm, I'm not going to delve into it very deeply now. But what I find very interesting is just a positive response that we've seen on that is that um, a machine at this point is very near or very uh, approaching like the quality that actually a human has into making a Beat Saber map. And we see that with more and more and more things happening. And uh, it, it's in that book that is very much highlighted uh, that you know you can see like artificial intelligence is something that we can't go around anymore and and in so many years it will be even more present than it is now mm. um so i just found that uh very interesting that mm. was my kind of nice and that's called uh, humans 3.0 it's life 3.0 and the, the title comes from um that the author basically describes that we have three types of life forms we have life 1.0 yeah. which are bacteria um, you know the initial life that we had on the planet um, that still qualifies as life because it, because it can uh, replicate and it can retain information uh, and then um, it is not capable of adapting its own hardware or software in its life form but through evolution it can adapt hardware and software and then you have life 2.0 which are us humans uh, where we can basically adapt uh, not our hardware, but we can adapt our software. For example, when you're born, you can learn a language, you can learn how to walk. And we are kind of evolving already towards adapting hardware as well. For example, a prosthetic knee or a den- uh, like new, new, uh, uh, new dental implants, something like that. But eventually we'll go to life 3.0 
which is where we can both adapt our hardware and our software uh, eventually. And that's where the title comes from, Life 3.0. Yeah. Being human in the age of artificial intelligence. So, yeah. so that's when RDX is on. <laughs> that, that that's definitely on. Yeah. Yes. Can you imagine? So it's, you just, wait, wait, wait. So it's not on yet. No, no, no. We can do. You can totally do it now, right? Anyone who's been on Zoom calls, you just flick the enhance me. You know, boom. RTX <laughs> yeah. on. You look the, like the, twenty the, years younger. The whole no, RTX no thing. Like, if you stay to the interview later on, you will realize why I brought it up. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. It's a funny, funny segue later. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, so, so you're welcoming our robot overlords in the future now. Oh, so you're, you're getting on side with them I'm, now, so they don't you know, destroy I'm, I'm you straight away. I'm planning on reading about it now, yeah. so that I can like eventually become one too. Yeah, he wants to become <laughs> oh. one with Skynet. Yeah. Cool. Yes. <laughs> nice. Good well, suggestion yeah. for uh, a book there. <laughs> awesome. Good suggestion. Oh, I thought good suggestion to like uh, become Skynet. But okay. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> uh, so next up, this guy put his mind, body, and soul on the line for science this week, trying virtual reality psychedelics. He's at now one with the Matrix. It's VR streamer Zimtok Five. How you doing, dude? Uh, um, <laughs> I suppose <laughs> is the right answer. <laughs> I found. Uh. Uh, I certainly found a very interesting state of being uh, playing sound self. Uh, after last week's show, I was I was very interested in that and went away and tried it. Um, the results kind of shocked me a little bit. I was like, I went in pretty um, pretty apprehensive, let's say, about the whole thing because to me, in all the little clips I'd seen, although I don't usually like spoiling things for myself, it looked kind of like a shoddy Winamp visualizer from the outside and i was a bit like uh -huh, okay let's try it uh so i went in and um for those of you who didn't catch the stream basically i was a grown man lying on the ground for 20 odd minutes uh oming away to himself for which the first did 10 you, minutes uh, i was kind of breaking out to myself in laughter <laughs> um did you uh, open your third eye I I, I I i think i did a little bit the, the interesting thing about the game is, uh, or the experience, is that um, it, it, it kind of forces, it, and I didn't realize this going in, it, it forces you, uh, for those of you who don't know what Technodelic is, it, it, it basically is a series of visuals that are relatively simple, uh, but combined with a process most of us won't have been through before. And the kind of mantra, as you described it last podcast, Mike, that they put you through where you're basically using all the breath in your lungs, making sound uh, the whole time for let's say 20 minutes or 30 or 60. If you want to go for the longer sessions, it, it, it kind of stops you thinking about other stuff. And so in that it really became a kind of an isolation chamber. Um, and, and the weirdest part is that I got a kind of like a, um, almost like a, a sub pack like feedback off of the app uh, without using the sub pack, this uh, tactile feedback, because the reverberations in your chest, like when you're filling with air and letting them out. Mm -hmm. And then through your ears, you're hearing what are like delayed echoes played back of your own voice into your head. So all this composited, well, what you are as like the player character, you start on the ground under a tree. And then you're staring up at like a branch that's kind of like wrapped into a circle. And you basically ascend in these steps as you're breathing through that tree branch out into the galaxy. And then that's when the mind blowing stuff happens. And it's kind of like by that stage, you're in the rhythm and the person who's helping coach you into that falls away and you just go in and, and like 
it's a fantastic meditative experience, I have to say. Like, it, it was really good. I don't, like, but before going in, I was like, there's no way I would pay that money. Coming out of it, I'd be like, if you're into meditative stuff, then I can see why someone might pay 30 quid for that. But it's pretty simple in terms of the wrapper. But what you go through every time is, it must be randomly generated or procedural, because I didn't see the same visuals in the second run. And um, Did you at least once go, like, zim? <laughs> no! No! <laughs> That would have been good, but it's really People odd. People in the chat are asking, "What is the name again?" Tech, the, uh, so techno, uh, sound self, sound yeah. self. Which I, I I thought it was like, okay, great, yeah, I'm making sounds for myself, and it, it wraps around the experience. But it, what it's really trying to say to you is like, like it, it's kind of like I'm okay, sound self, like you're you're okay at the core. And I know it all uh, sounds very tree huggery well. and all that, and so, it's not going to be for a lot of gamers. They're going to be like, "Feck this," uh, which is fine. <laughs> But if you are into that kind of stuff, you're looking for something that's going to help, like, chill you out and you're, like, super stressed. It mm. definitely took me, and I'm a real busy-minded dude, it put me in a spot where I was not expecting to go, which was, like, I am, yeah. I am no longer thinking actively stuff. I'm just involved in this thing, and I wanted to do more of it coming out of it, and I was just, like, mm. totally chilled out. So it worked for me. Um, oh, I didn't sounds, expect sounds, it. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds actually sounds pretty self. good. If, if you look at uh, the poster Wait. behind Zim, it kind of, like works very well into about into what he's talking about <laughs> his poster behind him says open your mind you know yeah. that, that's what it's all about right well that, that that's what you have to do to get in yeah. there i guess if you're like haha this is funny let's just do this then i don't think it works but yeah i, well, I, I, I was laughing I, I was laughed by tits off yeah, at, well, at, at the beginning because i'm sure when you, when you literally i was thinking there like my, <laughs> my wife's trying to put the kids to bed i'm in my room and, and literally you go like I don't even want to do it now. I feel like hundred eyes on me, but it's like, and no one was listening to me. I had my audio muted. So just the filtered stuff that went through the game was coming back to people listening, mm. but she, she doesn't know what I'm doing. Right. So I, I'm in my room all of a sudden making these long drawn out noises, like, like I'm moaning. And it's kind of like the stuff that they do for pregnant women. Like when you're wanting to give birth. <laughs> so I was like, I was just laughing to myself so hard for at least the first okay, 10 so minutes. I, I got a suggestion. You make the sounds that you made oh. during that stream, oh. and Nathy will show his best dance moves based on those sounds. The combination. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's weird it. though. I mean, it is the first time I've I've been I've been through a few meditative apps. Ayahuasca, you guys know we covered before, a few other visualizers and stuff. It very much stands on its own. And I see why they say it can be effective even outside of VR, because actually when they start you, it's really weird. First time with a VR app where they're like, to start it, you just lay down. And when you lay down, then yeah. you're basically surrounded by kind of like a, pardon my French here, devs, a cheap 360. Uh, and then the visuals improve as you kind of go up into the, oh. you know, the galaxy and stuff. And you so coming back out is is really cool, too. So but. it's a payoff as well. Yeah, it's just like a really the, the, interesting the, the, journey. So, so, the, so the, 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 the more beautiful the sounds you make, the, the more uh, quality you get in terms of 360s. That's what you're saying, right? No, no. So the start and the finish are the same. Always the oh, same. Okay. And, and actually, it sounded almost I was like, like the, the harder you try, you know, the better you do, the the, the more beautiful this is going to look. It, honestly, like if I was to, uh, this will be the last thing I say now because I've been talking for ages. Um, it's like a train. And it's like if you're pushing a train set, it's got a little bit of momentum, right? And it's the same thing for this. Like the, the, the sounds come back to you. The visuals are coming at you. Yeah. And the train only stops if you stop making the noises, right? Mm -hmm. It allows you the time uh, yeah. to breathe and it gets you into this rhythm of like breathe and then moan, breathe and moan. <laughs> and then if you keep that going, 
like you really get into it, um, which is just, it's bizarre. It's a bizarre app and it belongs for bizarre people, I think, but it, right. now breathing a moment. I enjoyed no, no, it. it. So thanks to the dev team for shipping me a key for that. Now, now the real question is, of course, like, as Rowdy said, like, if your third eye opens, then what headsets should you be using then? <laughs> I Oh, that's a very good point, actually. So people had recommended me before it to have a pillow or something because the, the headsets that have a, a hard back to them, uh, like the... The, the index has an adjuster on the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Or or like the original Vive. The, the best headsets I think to use with it are going to be like a Go using virtual desktop with that. Uh, oh, the yeah. original Rift because it was pretty flat at the back. Mm-hmm. Um, even a Quest, again, virtual desktop to Steam. Uh, yeah. Those are the ones that I would recommend because they're flat at the back and you don't need a pillow or something. Yeah. But you can use a pillow or kind of cup your hands to take the pressure off. That's what I did with the Rift S, which has a cup at the back, you know. Um, yeah. I uh, I thought the three D head was also pretty good. Three D head. Three D head. Yeah. yeah. What what I loved at the beginning of uh, your introduction to this um, game is that you referenced to Winamp, <laughs> and if you if you remember <laughs> yeah. Winamp from the day, this is the quote it, that always played when you started Winamp, and it was like Winamp. It really whips the llama's ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, they say it twice, Mike, just to get that quote oh, correct. Because I used to play it back. And I, I literally had it on loop when I was like 15 for like, I don't know, 10 hours. Yeah. Winamp, Winamp, it really kicks the llama's ass. Like I'll take you back to some some good times there. Still a Not, good music player, by the way. Yeah. Awesome recommendation, by the way. Awesome recommendation. Uh, I'm going to try that out myself this week, actually. So yeah. uh, I'm fucking watching it. Whatever you put together yeah. with that, I am. I want to see that. That's yeah. awesome. Awesome, man. Um, so my name is Mike uh, from Virtual Reality Oasis, host of the show. Um, but before I get into what we play, what I played this week and my highlight, um, let's see what the the chat have been up to and what they've been playing because they've been playing a bunch of stuff as well. Yes. So, are you ready for some awesome titles? First of all, we have Steve, who has been playing a guilty pleasure, a flat game called Valorant. Mm. And uh, yes, true. it makes me wonder when we are going to get a VR uh, shooter with heroes and stuff. Uh, looking forward to that. What is that? Is I've I've seen it all over, but I've not checked it out. Is it a MOBA? It's it's like CS:GO mixed with Overwatch in a way. Yeah, that's kind of what it comes down to. Okay. Yeah, and then we have Hussein who uh, completed Transpose. It took him 19 hours. I have never finished that Whoa. game. Did you guys ever finish it? No. The game was hard. That game was hard. Yeah. 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 If you have a tiny brain, it's going to be challenging. I, I understand, Mike. Yeah, I struggled. A little, a little squirrel, squirrel brain. <laughs> okay, moving on. I'm not going to insult Mike too much this show. I was going to say, please don't go there because I'm still struggling with Shadow Point. I, I want to stay in the podcast, so I'm going to be also nice to him. Um, okay, next. Vato UK played Gorn and also finished Alien Isolation with the help of a bumper pack of adult nappies. He said also that he died many times. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Because it was on sale, sure. wasn't it? So uh, you could pick it up for like $2, I think it was, which is an amazing price yeah. for that. No. Plus the nappies, of course. So it's yeah. a little, little bit, bit extra for the expensive. nappies, but worth it, yeah. worth it. Okay, then we have DX Falcon. Um, he says, getting down in lies beneath on Quest. Really great game, top marks for me. Yeah, just quickly, I want to touch on Lies Beneath, actually, because um, I know I was pretty critical about it before. Having actually played it now, it's better than I probably gave it credit for, although I still stand by my comments in that if you've played Resident Evil 7 or, mm-hmm. um, you know, what was the other one? Uh, Killing Floor Incursion. You've seen a lot of this stuff before. 
but it does have some nice segments that I thought were pretty well done. There's not much with balls on the quest though right now though, you know, so I think it's fair that for people on that platform, like if you're pining for something decent Mm -hmm. to chew into, just, just stick with it, right? Like that intro is kind of weak. Yeah, yeah, definitely the first 40 minutes were, weren't it that strong. It is a slow side. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, we got Space Channel 5 coming out soon. So, you know, <laughs> there's still hope. Hope for the store of Oculus. Okay, <laughs> then we have Dave who played Pottery VR on the quest. And uh, Legendary Tales. I think these two are side quest titles, mm-hmm. I guess, because I... Haven't Pot- Pottery's uh, a quest store title. I'll cover it later. Oh, it is. Yeah. It is. The okay. other one. What was the other one? Uh, Legendary Tales. No idea. No registering. Nothing. Nope. No. Well, we All will right. keep our uh, ears peeled for that one. Uh, then we have PD went uh, bungee jumping off the Statue of Liberty in VR. Wow, S- seems uh, legit. Oh, in VR. Yeah, and he used the AI to customize songs in Beat Saber because that's something there new. There we go. Uh, there's now a system that, you know, uh, digests songs and then, you know, poops out these blocks for you. It's amazing. Beat Sage. Yeah, and then I- last but not least, we have Gamertag VR who checked out Aspire's one uh, massive simulation update, Minecraft VR, Arizona Sunshine, the DLC on Quest. And uh, Echo VR on uh, Quest. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, rumors go that BMF is still stuck in the game, trying to find his way out. Arizona Sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bless him. He got a bit sick playing that this week. But um, I thought I'll talk there about that later on during releases, maybe, if that's oh. one of them. Um, cool. So I, I've had a bit of a surreal week this week. Um, I think Rowdy will kind of agree as well. And, you know, being uh, able to interview David Hayter, the voice of Solid Snake, we're going to be playing that interview later. That was a real surreal moment. Uh, the other surreal moment I had was when I had the opportunity to talk to Kevin Ruse, uh, a guy, a tech columnist uh, from the New York Times, um, about how he was writing an article about how VR could help people uh, trapped at home during the pandemic. Um, so I kind of jumped on a, a Zoom call with him talked him through some stuff that I would recommend him to check out, you know, that he's very new to VR. So it's kind of like, you know, dipping your toes into this can be a bit overwhelming at first. You don't really know what to try, what's good, what's bad. So he was kind of like seeking out my advice on that. Um, and he, he, was, sort of, he was like a little bit of a, uh, how do you call those people in Harry Potter? Like muggles? M- muggles? Yeah, you could say he was a VR muggle. Yeah. Fruggle. <laughs> Wait, fair enough. How, how new to muggle. VR? Like, has he like had one headset or like <laughs> to, how, to how be new? fair, to be fair to him, he has tried out PC VR in the past. Um, and I think he said he tried out PSVR as well. Um, but the only headset that he had access to that he had picked up that he was able to pick up was the Oculus Go. Um, and I did sort of say to him that that was a shame because he's kind of cutting himself off uh, of a lot of content out there that could have maybe maybe been quite impressive for him. Um, and the, the Go is kind of limiting now, particularly when you consider that the Go is 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 two years old this month. And tweed um, off. It's still tweed off. off. That's, yeah. the, that's one of the main problems with the Go. I mean, I love the Go, and, but it's not a mainstream headset. And yeah. I think the most important thing is, is that they are not really updating it anymore. If they yeah. were still kind of doing that, then yeah, well, yeah. it would have still been kind of fun to use. But Yeah, that's true. And the thing is, you know, he wanted, um, I, I was trying to explain to him that, you know, using Quest and PC VR, a lot of people are using social applications. Like me and Nathie jumped into VR chat this week, had a blast. We'll talk about it more next week. Oh, um, yeah. and, and applications like that can really uh, enhance, you know, your, your well-being in a time like this when you can't get that connection with other people and meet yeah, up with friends. Um, so I was trying to stress that point and um, he was like, well, 
I'm stuck with the Go, but can you try and give me a tour of something, like a virtual tour of one of these apps and kind of just show me instead of just telling me, what, like, show me what this magic is all about. So I was like, holy crap. Uh, Please tell me you didn't put him in VR chat. Uh, well, well, no, he's on a Go, so you can't use VR chat on the Go. Uh, the only other social app is Alt Space, and I didn't want to try that out. So I, I suggested Big Screen. Um, because oh, okay, I, I was I was imagining that I was going to be like, so this is the Eiffel Tower, and now you jump off, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. pushing him off to learn him what VR is all yeah. about. <laughs> so um, I said, let's jump into big screen because you know it's cross-platform, works really well cross-platform yeah. uh, as well, and uh, I can maybe show him some uh, 3D trailers because that's kind of like a mind-blowing moment in VR if you haven't tried it, and yeah. uh, it's also got a social aspect to it as well. So um, that's what we did. Uh, I invited him to like the lobby area of big screen. Uh, we met up with some other people in there that were milling around we talked to people through like popcorn around uh, i explained you know that you know i had hands and he was like limited with the go like being threed off but i could like articulate and show him gestures and stuff um which was cool and then we jumped in and saw some 3d movie trailers which i you know he was actually surprised about how good it looked in the headset i think he was quite concerned about what that would look like before actually trying it uh, but he was actually impressed with the 3d effect and how it looked but kind of questioned whether people would be watching full movies in there. And I kind of explained that people are actually buying cinema tickets to full movies um, to watch in there. And because like, you know, you don't get distracted by the real, real world around you and, you know, you can just enjoy the film for what it is. And it's kind of a way to kind of shut off the real world a little bit. Um, so overall, uh, I felt like he had a good experience. Um, and in the, in the article, when you actually read it, it's, it's, it's like the New York Times tech columnist article. Uh, it's kind of headlined um, like, uh, what, what was it headlined? Um, let me see if I've written it down here. I haven't written it down, but something like, you know, this is a time for VR, but it, why is VR still a niche? Uh, and he kind of goes in, in to explain that, you know, VR is still a niche right now. He doesn't feel like it's ready for mainstream adoption. And to a certain degree, I think we all know that that's the case in the VR bubble, although it kind of sucks when someone says that. We all kind of know that VR mm -hmm. is still a very small but industry. But at the same time, like, he, he bases experience on, on a two-year-old yeah, device. And, and that's right? my point, you know, and I did, I did highlight that to him, that, you know, you're trying old tech here and things have advanced a lot further since yeah. then. And yeah. your experience would have been enhanced had you tried a newer headset. Um, a quest exactly i mean yeah, put him so, in a quest it's yeah. such it, it's just transformational but uh so so he okay so he he, he bought a go for his article mm -hmm. that's what it, it comes down to <laughs> he wasn't able to get his hands on a quest or a rift well, or well, a the vibe funny, or the funny thing is is that the the oculus had sent him a quest but it was just still in the post so he just didn't yep. wait for it to arrive which he should have done i think uh, in my opinion okay. um yeah. but anyway okay. like I, although the article i don't think the article is very it's not ultimately scathing you know it's not like vr's dead which we've seen a lot before no. from mainstream press so at least he's skeptical it's skeptical um but willing to try it and keeping his eye oh. open and thinks <laughs> that it may advance yeah. in the future mm. but he obviously just tried old tech and i think to a certain well, degree we have seen we have seen worse yeah we Sure. Definitely this was a pretty. This was a pretty neat article. He did also ask uh, why adoption isn't higher during the t this time of lockdown, and I sort of did explain to him that you know headsets have been out of stock since Christmas. Mm -hmm. The pandemic has obviously affected manufacturing, and people can't even get hold of headsets right now, uh, which we're going to touch on more a bit later on. Uh, but yeah. I think you know it was nice that he reached out to someone at least that has some experience with VR and wanted to seek their yeah. guidance. Yeah. Um, and certainly, you know, it was nice to have an opportunity to share you know what we feel is like the magic yeah. of VR. 
And, and, and slowly we're starting to see perceptions change, you know, not only in the public, but also in the mainstream media as well. They're a bit more open-minded about this sort of thing. And, yeah. you know, I think we all, you know, we wouldn't do this show otherwise. You know, we all believe things will change. It's just a question of time. You know, it's a yeah. question of when, not if yeah. VR will become this huge no, thing. But in I, the future. I, 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 th I think that uh, like the way you have showed him through the whole VR thing and what you came up with, it's, it's the best you can do. And it's like, you're not forcing him to like VR or show him the best or the worst, or it's just like, this is it. And it's up to you what you think about it. Yeah, and that's absolutely. the article. That's yeah. what it is. You know, you gave your, you know, your perspective from the VR scene. And uh, yeah, so that's why I think it turned out, you know, as, as it is right now, where it's like, yeah, it has good, you know, parts of it and bad. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I thought it was, thought it was fairly balanced. Moving yeah. on critical, but should have tried the latest hardware really to give it a fair a But fair I mean, shot. I, it, it can be like, uh, if you if you just uh, compare it to introducing people to VR, um, some struggle with that because it's it's um, it can be challenging to come up with an idea of like, okay, this person wants to try VR, what shows off the best part of it? What's the most comfy? Yeah. What is the easiest way to, you know? And, and then, you know, you, you have been thinking about, okay, big screen, show of a trailer there's also some social part in there where there's interaction with the hands mm -hmm. so yeah like moderated and reserved in in a good way and and some like we have seen articles where yeah as rowdy said he's joking about you know vr chat and eiffel towers but there have been these occasions where someone just threw someone into the the vr pit and then it's like okay so here are all these people and just do do some stuff but you know if you're more of a guide and you do it responsibly then you can get a very positive view on VR. And I think that's something that, that is an art on itself. Yeah, big, I think, I think why big him. screen? Like, that would be my only question. I, I, he was, he was, I, I assume he, he, was, he was looking for social, right? Like the, how do we stay connected? Or was it just VR as a whole? Because I didn't quite catch that when you were introducing the topic at the beginning. I was selling the, the magic of social apps um, and he wanted to try one. And the thing <laughs> is, big screen's the, the rare one that actually works really well cross-platform with Rift and Go. And I could jump mm. in with Rift, he could jump in with mm. Go and we could still have a conversation. Worked great, by the way. Um, yeah. So yeah, mm. in, in that there sense... There aren't many options, actually, unfortunately, no. that are cross-platform, that are social. I mean, no. the thing I was thinking, because it was racking my brain here going like, what would, Zim, what would you show somebody if, if, if you had to show them something on Go? Because Go is very limiting a population. And I was thinking, like in this harrowing time, the thing that, that I would have put someone in is I probably would have said, right, here's Dispatch, because it's a really like jarring uh, emotional experience that shows off what VR can do. I'd stick him in that and I'd say, yeah. go for that ride. We'll talk about it when you're done. 40 minutes later, pop him out. Yeah. But it's yeah. not social. And I wish yeah. there was something that was like well, at that temperature, but social. And th we Ocul don't have that Like today. Ocul Oculus Rooms. Yeah, I was going to say. That was it. Like that, yeah. that was like, that Boggle. would have sold him yeah. straight yeah. away yeah. because then it was like, we're in, in my living room. We're playing Monopoly, yeah. but we can also watch a movie on this screen right now that I have. Yeah. Yeah. And also switch to day and night we can customize it. We can do things together. We jump into a game with a character coming out of the screen, inviting us to get to another world. Yeah. That's it. That, yeah. that would have been it. And mm -hmm. that system is gone. We all know it. Rip, rip in peace. But uh, and now it's completely gone. There's oh, still, hang on. It's not even on Quest. I know. I, I know on. exactly the answer that I uh, I would have done for social. Poker VR on, on, yeah. on poker Go. VR. That's yeah. what I would have done. Because yeah. talking around a poker table is interesting. But the problem is that 
I think when someone goes into VR that way, they're expecting to be wowed by the the dimensionality of it. Yeah. And you don't get that around a poker table. You know, that's the only problem. You get the social side, which is nice. Mm-hmm. You get that rainbow, but you don't get the... There really isn't a good app for that, actually. Uh, thinking Still, about I, it. I think that um, basing the future of VR on a two-year-old headset is just yeah, pointless. It, yeah. You know, I, I hope he revisits um, that again when his yeah. quest arrives. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the opportunity this week. Uh, quite a surreal week, uh, indeed. Looking forward to playing the interview later on, so make sure you stick around for that. It is really fun. Um, with the so, solid snack. With the solid snack. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's dive into some news then. The first bit of news I want to talk about this week is a new show that just dropped on Amazon Prime yesterday called Upload. Now, Upload is a new TV show and it explores the concept of a digital afterlife. Now, the show sort of follows the story of a guy called Nathan, uh, who's involved in a self-driving car accident, which is kind of funny, uh, kind of kind of ironic in a way, um, in the future. And it proves to be fatal and he gets uploaded to Lakeview. And this is like a virtual reality hotel run by one of the world's biggest tech companies. Um, and when sort of Nathan wakes up in this new sort of digital surroundings, he makes a new unlikely friend in Nora, uh, a real life customer service agent for the Lakeview world in which Nathan now inhabits. Uh, it looks like a really cool and unique show. Uh, I'm definitely going to be checking this one out myself because, um, you know, me and my wife love watching uh, shows like this and, and binging them. So this is going to be next on our list. Um, but this one uh, in particular looks great because it's being created by Greg Daniels. Uh, and you'll know him. He's the same guy that brought us the American office and Parks and Recreation. I don't know if you guys enjoy those shows. Yep. So is this also more comedy? Yes. Uh, in terms of, it's very light, lighthearted. Uh, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, like, this is going to be a, like a lighthearted, humorous show, uh, although it sounds kind of bleak and a bit like a Black Mirror episode. It's not going to be as dark yeah, as that, I don't think. Um, so if you want something, you know, lighthearted to pass the time and you're looking for a new show to binge watch, you can check out all 10 episodes of Upload, which are available right now on Amazon Prime. Um, it is... Uh, one one series now. One series, yeah, all released at the same time uh, yesterday, 1st of May. Um, but I just wanted to ask a question, actually. I want to put out there to you guys. Um, if you had to choose between um, dying or living forever in a virtual form, in a virtual world, a bit like what we experienced in VR chat the other day, Nathan, what would your choice be? Uh, I'm, I'm super intrigued. Uh, which one of you wants to have I'll a stab at this one first? Last. Okay. I'll, I'll answer this one last. Okay. Some people in the well, chat like are saying they want to live forever. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say no. Uh, I like the finality of I like the finality of life actually personally. Yeah. I like. The, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can understand that to a certain degree. Yeah. I mean, if if they want, they can clone my brain and put it in VR chat. What what if you enjoy, could? But... What if you could live out, you know, infinite days as your little green brush head creature? You know. Yeah. No. No, that's <laughs> not going to be my channel. No. <laughs> But uh, as I said, you know, if they want to recreate me, then uh, that's fine. Clone you. They can clone yeah. you. Yeah, and they can clone me. Okay. You, are you giving rights to the adult industry to clone your body and use I'm it for whatever anyway, purpose so they would like? But, but what if, what if um, the clone is self-aware and like, what if you know you're a clone, then you're trapped in the clone's body? This is when things get really serious. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what to say. No, okay, fair enough. It's a deep, deep question, so I, you know, I caught you off guard a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah, that's a very uh, deep question. What about yeah. you then, Rowdy? You know, you're, you're sort of into this sort of stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much. The first thing that I want to say is, who says that we don't already? Mm. Oh! Ooh! Well, that's actually a very 
uh, like if you go and look at the science that is, it is actually a very logical step in human evolution to eventually do that. Uh, just because the amount of energy that would be required to do something like that, um, it would be better to preserve our energy up until the time that the universe actually cools down, which at the moment I don't believe it's doing yet. I think it's still expanding and therefore like uh, the heat is still rising, which means that there's more energy required in order for certain processes to happen. So if we could put ourselves in a, in a form of stasis, so up until like the temperature in the universe starts dropping so that there's less energy required in order. Uh, this is getting very simple. I'm like, am I in sound <laughs> self again? Because yeah, I'm getting yeah. a little bit. So it, it, when the universe cools down, then you have uh, with the same amount of energy, you can do more kind of processes. So it would it would make sense for a type four, what doesn't exist, type three civilization on the Kardashev scale to actually get um, uh, an, into a stasis so that you would wait until the universe cools down and then you would come this, is, this ah. is where the scientist comes out of Rowdy. It's like, I, I just, I just, do you want to live forever or do you want to be a digital twelve? <laughs> that was the question. Yes, <laughs> yes or no? Well, yes, okay, of course. Cool. Wait, <laughs> live glad, forever glad or digital avatar? Oh, I misunderstood the question then. Oh, yeah. interesting. No, like, no, do you want to, sorry, do you want to, like it'd be final as in you die or you live forever as a digital avatar, sorry. Right, yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, if I feel like if you've watched Black Mirror, the yeah. live forever thing, you get to see the unhappy roads. Yeah. And 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 those are kind of scary unhappy roads. Yeah, absolutely. So. And that, that's what I was going to sort of say, you know, if you want to if you want to look into other tech shows that I'd recommend, uh, Black Mirror is definitely one on Netflix, although it's very, very dark and it's not for kids. So just bear that in mind. The other one that I checked out recently that was really cool, kind of reminded me of the Twilight Zone a little bit, is Tales from the Loop. Uh, and that is on Amazon as well. Another Amazon. I didn't show. like that at it's, all. I know a lot of people have been saying great things about. Te I got so bored with that. I don't know why. I just couldn't hook it. Like uh, I agree with you on Black Mirror wholeheartedly. And my God, if you start watching that first episode with your kids, oh yeah, you're gonna learn a hard lesson of. <laughs> They're gonna be scarred for life. Um, but yeah, Tales from the Loop is definitely a slow burner. Definitely a slow it's, burner. Um, it's, and of course, it's kind of suspicious that you're asking questions like these because for for quite a while now, since uh, VR Inside, people have been saying that you're a droid. Yeah. I'm I'm so, one of Skynet, and now that well, Rowdy, you now that Rowdy to... at the beginning said that you know he's he's he welcomes my uh, you know overlord future, he's now going to be on site. <laughs> you guys, yeah, and, and you're even and you're even you know <laughs> suggesting people to join it, so yeah. that only confirms even more that yeah. you are not human. It's, gonna, it's not going to be called Skynet though; it's going to be called MikeNet. <laughs> MikeNet. Okay. There you go. Glimpse of the future there. Um, but another thing <laughs> that, that's, that's coming in the future uh, is Snow Crash, the TV show. We talked about oh. it on a previous episode of the podcast. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. The book that's being adapted to a TV show. So we've got that to look forward to. And Gamertag keeps on posting in the in the chat, Gangs of London, another TV show that's on Sky at the moment in the UK. Another one that I'd highly recommend, but not necessarily tech related, but very cool nevertheless. We could start a movie podcast. We should actually. We should. I, I'd enjoy that. <laughs> Sorry, a, mo a movie. Play this out for me, Nathan. What do you mean by a movie podcast? Well, talking about, uh, for example, how good the Trolls movie was. Oh right. Oh, like reviewing. Okay, sorry. I thought you meant like a. Uh, we were we were trying to create a movie through the podcast. It was very <laughs> confusing to me for a moment. I blame Rowdy for that science bit he just did. You know. Anyway, sorry. Let's get Apologize. out of here. Yeah. Just don't get me started on the Dyson sphere next. No, God, no. <laughs> the funniest thing though is honestly, your background right now looks completely fake, Rowdy. Like you could reach back and, and you touch it, and it would be like just green screen. I would totally buy this it. Is, yeah. this, this is one of the. Who says it's not? The this is one of the, the holidays. Yes, yes. You know, revealed. I know, but this is one of the stock images from Zoom, just saying. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, so yeah, that's a new show called Upload. Uh, go check it out on Amazon Prime. Available now. Upload. Looks kind of cool. 
Um, next bit of news uh, comes from Facebook, who gave us an insight into VR sales from Oculus during their Facebook uh, Q1 2020 earnings call this week. Now, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, he does this regular update to investors, everyone else, called, gives a sort of state of what's going on with the company. He delivered all the information about earnings and during the presentation uh, stated that non-advertising revenue for Facebook had reached 297 million US dollars, which is wow. uh, a big chunk of change there. And apparently this figure was up 80% year on year, uh, which he said was primarily due to the sales of Oculus products. So that's pretty cool that the Oculus is actually, you know, getting some real decent revenue for them in terms of their non-advertising revenue. Um, that's, that's mainly the content, I guess, right? Content and hardware, yeah. So both both together, yeah. But they're, they're losing on hardware, I, I imagine. Oh, yeah, so. of course. Like in terms of like... Um, research and development, but I'll touch on that in very shortly. Um, yeah. Zuckerberg went on to say that the quest has surpassed uh, our expectations and we wish we could make them faster. Uh, because as we all know, like mm -hmm. I touched on at the beginning of the show, getting a Quest or Rift S has been an absolute nightmare since the, the pandemic hit because it slowed down the manufacturing and there was already a big boost around the Christmas time because a lot of people were jumping on the VR hype around Christmas, which was great, yeah. before this even all started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, best timing ever. Best timing ever, yeah. So it kind of sucks that, you know, consumers can't buy a headset. You know, scalpers are, are snapping them up and reselling them at a, an extortionate price on eBay. Um, but also it seems that Oculus are feeling the pain of that too, which is which is clear. Well, the Quest is still, you know, making its comeback from time to time, uh, having a stock. But Rift S is like, I don't know where it went. Um, yeah, if if you're an e if you're really desperate for a Quest, like just follow every all ever like all of us on Twitter because whenever it happens, we tend to post about it. Um, <laughs> that sounds like a, then, great, then, a great ploy. Just follow you, us through that news, and then yeah, uh, yeah. we might say something. And then and, and then you have about. <laughs> I know then, I agree with you, but like. And then you have about an hour or two to get until one, they're all then, gone. Uh, it's so it's such a short fuse because it goes you go like three weeks and there's nothing 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 and then all of a sudden I see it as well at my feet it's like you know four or five people are like yeah, grab a quest and by the time you've read the fifth one they're gone, they're gone. yeah gone. Um, so Zuckerberg also said that Oculus products have seen large spikes in usage during lockdown and that it's possible that this lockdown will lead to higher long term interest in the products uh, as part of his uh, presentation um, but yeah another interesting point was that Facebook are increasing investment into their Oculus research and development team uh, to push innovation even further into the future. So that's really cool that, you know, they're seeing a, a spike in sales, but they're also like putting that back in to the research to improve the products even further. So it's great yeah. that they're continuing to invest in that way. Have, have they always been so open about like stuff from Oculus? Because I do see more companies uh, talking about uh, their success, for example, Netflix too, you know, sharing numbers because it's, of course, going through the roof in terms of numbers because of the quarantine going on. Hmm. Because usually I don't hear that much from Facebook about Oculus. Well, we never really get any stats. Like we've no, never no had, stats, we've no never numbers, had no. headset sales stats. This is still numbers. no no numbers. No, no Quest sales Still, numbers. it's more than we usually get. More than we usually get. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if we do get those numbers maybe during OC7, you know. I think this is going to... Because Quest this sales is, is going to be a number that they're definitely going to want to be be sharing because they're definitely proud it's of be, it. And it's, yeah. it's going to be extremely high again because of this whole thing going on. Yeah. So if there is a way to now show the numbers, even that it makes sense that they are that high, it's yeah. now. 
to do it. Yeah. And interestingly, like I said about research development uh, in terms of Oculus, we know that there's a new headset in the works, uh, codename Del Mar. We've talked about it on the show previously. It'll be interesting to see what that is when that gets unveiled. Uh, but mm. it'll also be interesting to see when the Quest will get some competition because as it's been clear from this call and, and you know, we knew that the Quest was doing well anyway, just in terms of like the public perception of it and reaction to it and the demand for it. But we wonder when um, we'll see competition for it, you know, from other manufacturers. We've talked about this before, though, Mike. Yep. I mean, it is going to be very hard because this is not just a strictly software game. This is a hardware uh, machine learning game now. And and all the adaptive software that they've developed over the last 12 months with some real geniuses and, and cornerstones of the industry driving that, I think that the catch-up is a two- to three-year curve. I, I don't think that we're going to see a mm. Quest equivalent device hit the market in that time i totally agree with you by the way yeah me too i I think that like if you look at facebook as a company um and their investment in vr i don't think there's any other company that can come close to that at this point so it it Uh, seems in terms of yeah because i I know when you know they they originally invested into oculus and they bought it for you know it was a huge sum of money a lot of people were like wow that was like a really strange move like bold move but it seems like you know it's slowly slowly starting to pay off and you know maybe they will end up being top dog in the future and that investment would have been but i also i also think they're meant to send a signal with that Mm. is to other competitors don't get invested in this market because this market is ours yeah we're gonna crush you yeah and they've been doing that (laughs) pretty pretty well so far um yeah as we touched before just to mention it because uh it's not necessarily a good thing either because it's not a good thing no it's not a good thing because you need healthy competition to drive that market otherwise you get regulators come in and bust you up the company i don't fully agree with that i i I don't think that necessarily competition is necessary in order to drive innovation i do think that facebook as a company drives innovation in itself yeah i'm not saying that i think uh, okay no no no. i'm I'm saying from a regulator's stance you have regulators for markets that that are anti you, you basically you need to have the competition Otherwise, you have a monopoly. And like in the US, you have laws against monopolies that are there to bust them up. Mm. You know, companies that are way too powerful or successful, the oil industry, uh, the automotive industry, Ford, for instance, in the past, they move in and they bust the company mm. up. And then you end up with this frag- these two kind of fragments that were never what they were before. We've seen it with nationalization of certain services in various countries. Mm-hmm, but like, yeah. it, unless we get that catch up soon, and I think it'll come from one one way, the same way Oculus started. I think yeah. people are going to start blabbing and moving, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll grab somebody, pay them three times their crazy salary. They'll, you know, steal IP covertly in some way. And, and and rebuild systems that they built for Oculus, you know, a couple of years earlier. Well, that that that's that's the thing that I'm that that's the most problematic thing I'm seeing now is that uh, they are buying studios and they they started off very slowly with Beat Games being like a huge, you know, takeover. Um, but if they start buying, you know, the best VR studios, then where how is the competition even gonna get mm. started? It's so well, hard to compete with Facebook. But there is one other, there is one other that's, company, yeah, and that is Sony. There's Sony, like Sony can compete in that sense. Juggernaut, exactly. Uh, and this and is, it's so interesting, with, like, like where next, Sony's going to move next, yeah. you know? With, yeah. with the next PlayStation. But that's all in terms of software. I, I think that the competition is far less when you look at hardware. I yeah. don't know. Like what, what like, other company? Sony can make uh, really good hardware as well. So yeah, I, exactly. I don't want to dive into it too much because we talked about it on the show before <laughs> many times. Uh, but yeah, yeah, maybe Sony yeah. will be the ones that can go toe to toe with Oculus. It, but, you know, it's well, great. We'll see what happens if the Zuck yeah. has finally uh, uh, touched a, uh, let's say, standalone PlayStation VR 2. Yeah. 
yeah, that would be good competition for sure. But, you know, it's great uh, to see, um, you know, that it's doing well for them anyway and that they're continuing yeah. to invest uh, more money into research and development for better headsets for us in the future. That's true. Yeah. Um, okay, so next bit of news calls for celebration as uh, it's Beat Saber's second birthday. I can't believe wow. it's actually been two years already. Like, two that seems years. like it's gone so fast. What do you guys so fast? feel about that? Two years? Um, or is it... It's crazy. Has right? it been uh, a yeah, long, honestly, I, I remember, a long I remember myself being on the top of the leaderboards across all of the that was before the last before the game right before the game came out, yeah. competing, competing with himself. <laughs> exactly. But exactly. Uh, that, that's the saddest. I think that's the saddest thing of being a content creator. You get, you get pre-release access or something, and then and then and then you're there at the top of the boards, and you're like patting yourself on the back. You're like, yeah, it's me and that New York yeah, Times yeah. journalist, and I'm kicking his ass. You know, like, <laughs> well, I've been yeah. there, um, but. It, I think it's I think it's very interesting that Beat Saber is two years old because uh, it's like the indie darling uh, yeah, that grew yeah. up to be a big boy, and I think that just like what we saw, you know, Minecraft do what is thirteen years ago or whatever it was, um, it's the same thing we're starting to see. And, and this is where I think the software comp- competition can come in the VR market. And I think the best example of who's supporting that is probably SideQuest at the moment because mm. devs and students are pumping great ideas and we're finally seeing that motion that Nathan and I talked about maybe a year and a half ago on the podcast where it's mm-hmm. like Oculus Share used to be this thing this like mm. this like a uh, field where you'd go and yeah. you'd find the gems amidst the rocks and we finally have that again and it takes like a year for that platform to kind of come out stabilize That's so true. I'm glad that Beat Saber exists because it's like the perfect um example of a really easy app for people to get into but it had these like grassroots yeah. so yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, no, it's it's nice. I think yeah. I think this game has been, you know, again, like selling so many so many headsets have been making people so excited for VR. I'm also happy that uh, there are also other titles now that sit next to Beat Saber on on the level of, you know, how good it is because for a while it has been sitting on the throne for ages and we were almost like, you know, wondering if there would ever be another title being as innovative as a Beat Saber, but yeah, nowadays, you know, we can have all kinds of games next to that one. So yeah, it's great. I, I do hope they're going to, um, you know, show off some more in terms of updates. I felt like they were getting a little bit repetitive with the things they were doing after the 360 mode. Um, so, um, yeah, we'll see if they get some more things out there. But it became harder, of course, with the whole mod thing going on. They had some hits, too. So, I yeah, we'll see. We'll see. There is still some some stuff that can be done with Beat Saber, I feel like. That multiplayer. Is really... Multiplayer, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah. This is what I was saying. Oh. Synth Riders, I played recently, and it's like... When you have that music game that you can play in a multiplayer, you know, environment, it's yeah. so compelling yeah. because it gets you to work out that bit harder. And it like 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 what you said about Beat Saber, I'd love to, for someone to line up all the Beat Saber clones or similar games and just do a comparison because you got blocks, you got clubs, you got fists, you can punch <laughs> stuff, you can whack them all, you can you know you can duck in, <laughs> you can duck sheets, you can dodge pop, walls. Pop, pop There's sticks. like so many different sticks. combinations now. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, absolutely. You know that I I would love that idea of you know being multiplayer Beat Saber, where you're standing yeah. there slashing your cubes. You look over and you can see an avatar of your friend. They're slashing cubes, or even you can work cooperatively. You know, like in Guitar Hero co-op, where he plays a section, then I play a section, then it jumps between us, and we try and get a high score together. Again, like you said, it's very motivating to work even harder. So I think, yeah. or like think, Tetris, you feck each other up by you know, maybe, you, you yeah. clear a line and it drops them extra blocks, or yeah. or, or it yeah. speeds up their tempo or something. It'd be they have, there's so many ideas they could 
the test. I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're doing this in their lab. I'm sure but, they are. You know, I'm sure they are. I think, I think we're going to see some changes for sure. You know, like Facebook has certain plans with, with Beat Saber. Uh, what those plans are, we'll see. Yeah. But um, yeah, hopefully it will, you know, show off some new tricks because I think there's still so much to explore. Absolutely, yeah. And just to give you some stats, uh, the game has sold over 2 million copies across PC, Quest and PSVR with over 10 million songs sold across all platforms. Yeah. Um, so. And it's the, I think it's the game that went the most viral on social media everywhere. Oh, yeah. Ama- amazing, um, you know, uh, use case for viral marketing without any budget. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, incredible. So uh, that is Beat Saber's um, birthday. Uh, But also while we're talking about Beat Saber, we should also mention uh, some other news that popped up this week about Beat Saber. And Rowdy touched on it at the beginning there. And this is about uh, an artificial intelligence powered Beat Saber mapping tool. (laughs) This is really cool. This is a tool called Beat Sage. It's completely free um, and you can use it to create your own custom Beat Saber tracks on PC without having to do any work at all. It's as simple as like clicking a button, basically, and you get a fresh map of your favorite song. It's incredible. So all you need to do for this to work is go to uh, beatsage.com, find the YouTube link of a pop video that you want to have a custom map for, paste Mm -hmm. the link into the website, and then the AI system will work its magic to sync up the selected song intelligently with place blocks and after a couple of minutes, we'll give you a custom track that you can download and play. And you can even choose which difficulty you want it to be in. It is that simple. Um, oh, okay. so, it's, so that means we can throw in the whole Shrek movie again, but this time have more accurate... Uh... Yeah, and someone doesn't have to watch it for two hours and, and place all those cubes themselves manually, which is pretty incredible. Um, Great. I watched a video I, of content creator uh, Nazy. She's an Australian Twitch streamer. Uh, she did a little guide on how to basically set this up. She did say it was a bit hit and miss with some tracks, but overall uh, pretty solid and uh, was a good way, especially of playing songs that aren't already mapped by people from the community yet. So interesting if you're, if you're into custom Beat Saber, uh, that is beatsage.com. And just, nice. just so I don't confuse people with the video I'm playing, there's a uh, comparison of what you have to do to manually map Beat Saber. If you've never done it yourself, not played around with the level editor, it's a very manual cube <laughs> placing that you need to do. So, um, oh, yeah. 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 I'll, I'll, and the I'll nice, save the queen the nice of, of AI. These, the nice thing about these kind of things is, I mean, I don't, of course, I don't know how this one specifically works, but in general, these kind of tools tend to get better um, with more usage. So the more data that it's getting fed into this algorithm, mm. after a while, and you get the feedback from that as well, yeah. after a while, the machine will start learning it better. Hence the concept of, of machine learning and hence also artificial yeah. intelligence. So this is a mod, right? It's nothing official. Nothing official, of course. No, absolutely not. No. Um, but yeah, I think it's interesting. Uh, absolutely. And you can go and check it out. And it's free, yeah. which is really cool. Um, the final bit of news this week is uh, about HTC, actually, because they've created a new virtual reality remote working and collaboration platform called ViveSync. Uh, this is kind of interesting. They've obviously been working on this for a long time in the background, but kind of dropped it at the perfect time right now with everything going on. So uh, the ViveSync app uh, is designed for professionals uh, to meet up and collaborate with up to 30 people in a secure virtual space with the ability to sync your files from Microsoft OneDrive so you can easily deliver like PowerPoint presentations, you can play videos, and you can even import like um, 3D models into the virtual world to share and view with uh, your sort of co-workers. Um, 
people that are joining these presentations and, and sort of events uh, also have the ability to record their own voice notes, uh, take screenshots and also annotate them with a virtual 3D pen. So they're really pushing for sort of productivity here. Mm-hmm. And like a, it looks amazing. Yeah, it does look really cool, actually. It does look really good because yeah. they've been uh, using Engage over the last few weeks uh, for their events. And I wonder if now they're going to switch to their own app vivesync to do that it's nice to see this more and more like pop up i know that a couple of weeks back we highlight we highlighted a a couple of these things as well Uh, but i think it's nice that we see like in the more productivity field you see these kind of apps also arriving on the virtual platform yeah so like you know don't confuse this with vr chat you know you're not going to see any green-headed brush creatures in there uh this is purely for business and professional people to get work done um it's nice that you can use your mobile phone to create your avatar and uh, then use it in vr yeah so So if you do look like a green creature in real then it might also turn out to be green in uh so, so funnily enough i tried this (laughs) before the show using oh my god (laughs) oh my god um because I, I was, I was, I thought it was a really cool feature as well that you know you can because you, you can customize avatars in any any game, but it's very rare that you can take a selfie of yourself and mm-hmm. that will um, make your avatar look more lifelike, like you. So I thought yeah, this no, is no, cool. no, no offense, your your head should be working for this app. Should should work, right? <laughs> um, so the funny thing was, and, yeah. and I, I'll share this on social media when I've got chance to edit the clip because I recorded it on my phone when I did it because I thought it was interesting to share, and then something funny actually happened, so that was like even better. Oh. Um, so basically, when I took the selfie, I was smiling, so you could see my teeth. And then when I saw the final result, it's like this guy has like the worst overbite in the world because it's just like a line of like top teeth. Um, and it's really, really funny when you see it. It doesn't look anything like me, but um, it's got this like crazy overbite. But anyway, I, I do admire what they're trying to do here. And I think, you know, it, it probably would work well if they just said, don't smile. It would have worked fine. Um, <laughs> don't smile. <laughs> uh, but the funny thing is you can also, uh, if you've got a Vive Pro Eye, which obviously has this like oh, Toby eye tracking incorporated into it um that actually works with this app so you get that sort of lifelike um sort of eye movement and interaction from other people if they've got that headset spooky still (laughs) like i know that uh in pavlov they use something similar it's not eye tracking but it does it like based on like the sounds that you make and like depending on where you're uh, standing the other person is standing so the eyes move as well but it, it starts to look so freaky when someone like looks a, a little bit too far up because then it looks like you're like constantly looking at someone yeah. like you don't take your eyes off of someone <laughs> it, it looks hilarious in pavlov yeah so that's cool that, I, was gonna, I was just gonna say that i i caught the toby eye tracking because we've been hearing it about you know about the technology for the last probably two and a half years or something and then i caught it on this integrated um first-person shooter stream someone was playing i don't know siege or go or one of those mm. uh, shooter games and 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 they had this like hovering purple region which was where the person was looking and they were like checking the scoreboard and then checking a corner and it was very cool to see how fluid it was and it wasn't interruptive mm. to the stream like a lot of these layers or or twitch integration features they're just very messy you know hud heavy and not nice but like this toby eye tracking i'm now like very appetized for this to come to VR because mm. not only is it obviously valuable to people like Facebook who want to see what ads you're looking at or where you're looking on a screen. Um, but it's just really nifty technology and how people then use that information, I think is going to be cool to shape our, our next step. Yeah. Like you were talking about the, the selfie that turns into you, Mike, I, I was immediately thinking of the trouble I had going through um, Heathrow where they're, you know, taking your, your, your photo, your, your photograph, you're going through the airport and then they, they, they check it's you right the way through, through the security cameras yeah. and everything. 
what if, you know, to help, I don't know, kids or, or just to make it a nicer experience for you as a customer, they took your image, like 3D mapped you right through mm -hmm. that, through that. And then you're the one in the safety video and showing you oh, fly wow. out of the plane oh, or whatever. Well, <laughs> you know, the, I, the future is coming and that kind of stuff is going to end up happening, that integration. And I don't think, I don't think people want to see our airport faces because it's usually very early in the morning or very late at night. It's like the worst face you can scan. I don't think it's even going to recognize that we are humans, actually. Um, but what I saw on the trailer is that right now it only works with Vive headsets. Um, That's right. I, I do think they're going to also make it ready for all the other uh, uh, headsets because, I mean, Vive part does the same. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, and they also have a desktop client as well. So if you don't have a headset at all, you can join oh. Via desktop. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And then hopefully also uh, the app version is coming to where people can join on the road. I guess so, well. yeah. And I suppose, you know, I suppose if you see it on a desktop and then you kind of understand the value there, you might go out and buy a headset, yeah. which is a good way. That's nice. That's um, cross-platform. It's very important because not everyone has access, well, especially now to a headset. Yeah. And I think, you know, you know, this is an interesting app and I think it's a great start from HTC in relation to this because any apps that help people stay connected and productive in this current climate, I think is a win in yeah. my book. So. Yeah. Well, they should focus on what they are good on. That's what I said before with their, you know, with Vive part as well. That's where they can really shine, mm -hmm. not with the hardware at the moment. Uh, mm -hmm. So, yeah. Only thing you can guarantee here is that Vive Sync uh, just had its 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 moment in the limelight because of this whole pandemic, and they were definitely working on this for. Oh yeah, more than a year before this, this point. Yeah. So this is all played in their favor to a huge extent, and I hope they get the word out. And as uh, as you guys said. Focusing on their corner makes yeah. sense. And, and the great thing is, yeah. you know, most of these kind of business collaboration platforms, uh, especially that are emerging now, because a lot of a lot of these are coming out of the woodwork due to the pandemic, you know, startups that are basing their business model on this pandemic. You know, what HTC are doing here are saying VibeSync is free for businesses. Go and use it for up to 30 people. It's free. So really smart move from them. Very uh, so smart. It'll be interesting to see how people use this to collaborate and also to see how this evolves in the future. Um, but if you've got a business and you want to give this a try and you own a Vive headset or you want to try it out on the desktop, uh, it's free for businesses and available from sync.vive.com. Yep. It's, it, to me, it sounds like, I mean, they're not trying to replace Zoom and people looking at people, you know, over a video call. They're very much trying to replace, kind of like Engage did, right? That kind of classroom. And so if you're an architect or you're a car designer or you've got a classroom of students who want to show something together, mm. right? Those applications, this makes a lot of sense. Well, you can bring in a product, you know, and look around exactly. the, the whole thing. Prefabs. Yeah. 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 So that is all the news this week. Uh, Vive Sync, we've got some Beat wow. Saber's birthday, Facebook earning calls, upload a new show to check out. Not loads bad. Of, loads of Not cool bad. news this week. So uh, now it's time for our uh, hot topic this week. And this is where... Rowdy and I uh, got to interview the legendary uh, man that is David Hater, who is, you know, Solid Snake. So check out this interview. Zim's going to play the, the VT and uh, watch the pre-recorded interview. So I hope you guys and girls enjoy this one. This is Solid Snake, and you're listening to the F Reality Podcast. So pay some damn attention. So this is a very exciting interview for the F Reality Podcast. Because today we have a very special guest. You may know him as the voice of Solid Snake, but he's also the screenwriter for X-Men and the Watchmen movies, a director, a producer, a man of many talents. David Hater, welcome to the show. 
Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate <laughs> it's, it. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. So today we want to talk about a project that you've been working on with VR Studio Endreams, uh, and that's because you've recently voiced a new character for an upcoming virtual reality game from the team called Phantom Cova Ops. Can you tell us a little bit about the character that you voiced uh, for this game? Yes, uh, the character is uh, General Zurov. Um, he is a somewhat insane uh, former Soviet military commander who is determined to bring back the glory of the Soviet Union by crushing uh, you, the character. Sounds like the perfect role for you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it's funny, you know, I say uh, when I started my career, I all I ever played was heroes. I was, uh, I was the lead in Guyver, uh, I was Captain America, I was Snake, you know, all, the, all these things. And then once I turned 40, it all turned to villains. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know if that's just inherent ageism or, or what, but, uh, but all of my characters are, are fairly um, unhinged now. And that's a good point, Ooh. actually, because as you say, Snake was always the character that was going to try and save the world, whereas this general right. is the one that's trying to cause all the chaos. So, yeah, it must be really nice uh, and refreshing for you to, to be the bad guy for a change. Uh, yeah, it's 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 funny because the, co the covert ops game is similar to Metal Gear in that you're a you're a stealthy special forces operative who's infiltrating this flooded Soviet era base, and um, so essentially you get to play a, a solid snake type character trying to kill me, which is a, a bit of meta irony that I think people will enjoy. <laughs> Very cool. So uh, for you, how did this opportunity with Endreams uh, come about? And what is the reason that you were attracted to this specific role? Um, I, well, it came about because Endreams uh, got in touch with me and asked me if I would do it. And uh, that made me want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a, uh, you know, I'm primarily a screenwriter, you know, producer now. Uh, that's that's how I make my my primary living. But I but I love acting and I love uh, voice acting in particular. So my my rule for projects um, for me to take a project a you have to ask me and b there is no b uh, it's just you just have to ask me. Yeah, and do they then just and that's what they did. Do they sort of then have to pitch you the idea, or is it just a case of oh this sounds cool? Will it like a yeah, um, I mean, uh, typically I, I look at a project and see, um, you know, is it going to have real distribution? Is this a real thing? What's what you know? Or I basically want to know that it's a that it's a real production and that and that you know it's going to go somewhere. That there's a point to doing it. Um, and obviously, this was a um, this was a very well funded game, and it was going to be a big. Uh, title for um for oculus and yeah. uh yeah it just it just seemed very very cool plus um i get to you know general zurov is from russia he speaks with this accent and i and that's how i started my career my first um my first hollywood role i i, I did a guest star uh role on major dad where i played a russian kid uh, with these Russian accent, and then I, I went on to be on Captain Planet as a Russian, <laughs> and so uh, so I sort of you know they 
they said, are you comfortable doing a Russian accent? And I was like, that's, I got it in my pocket. So, um, <laughs> and that's oh, amazing. Captain but, Planet. I was a huge fan of that back as a kid. Like, wow. Yeah. So I was, uh, I mean, I only did two episodes. I was the brother of the Russian planeteer. So when she went back home to deal with some sort of problem, I, I was there and. <laughs> That's awesome. I, pro- I probably saw that episode. Like, <laughs> yeah, and it was the first episode that Margot Kidder did as uh, as Gaia, the computer. Um, so I got to work with her, and uh, it was my first it was my first American voiceover job. It was really really wow. cool. Nice. That's awesome. So when you when you get into the role of General Zurov, how much can you inject into this role yourself, or is there you know sort of a, a strict guideline in terms of like the lines, or can you sort of ad lib a little bit and Add bits here and there. Um, I don't tend to, unless they ask me to. I, I, it's always scary to hire a, an actor who's also a writer. You know, you don't want your actor to come in and rewrite your script unless unless you do. But but most times people don't. So so I tend to stick close to the script. But I had a few Russian phrases and things that I knew that I that I was able to throw in and and. Uh, uh, just to give it a little more reality, but but basically, I, I I feel like they hire me to perform the script that they give me, so that's what I do. Unless unless I see some thing that I can make better in a in a simple and non destructive way. Yeah, it makes sense. Awesome. Um, so let me uh, just quickly sort of talk about um, Phantom for those out there that don't know anything about this game. Um, so it's an oculus exclusive title uh, coming soon where like you said you play the role of this sort of elite covert operative uh, and you've got like a single night basically to prevent an all-out war but it's really unique uh in that you do all this by water <laughs> using using this like tactical kayak that's kitted out with all these guns and gadgets for you to assist uh the mission so it's it's quite a unique vr game in that sense um, and I just and it to, works really well, right? It I works mean, really it well. Works I haven't really played well it. You're, you're always yeah. kind of seated down. You don't really have motion sickness because you're you're moving in a in a kayak. Yeah, so it's a it's a really neat kind of concept. Yeah, yeah. So, the mechanics of it are are amazing. The, the, it sounds strange, the kayak uh, element, but you really you get used to it very quickly. You just sit in a chair and you take the the handsets and you you kayak. You know, you row like you would a, a, a kayak or a canoe and you can like lay the, you can lay the oar down in the water and, and turn it so that the, so the, the kayak turns and the movement of it is, is really amazing. It's, it's, it's incredibly immersive. Yeah. And a really remarkably unique and original use of the VR uh, world. Yeah. And, yeah. and did you, did you, would you, which headset did you use to play it? Did you use the Oculus Rift or did you play it on Oculus Quest? Quest. Ah, okay. So, it's because I recently I visited the the team at End Dreams and we got to play it at the studio like a, a relatively new build and on Rift it looks okay. absolutely incredible so um, yeah I think yeah. those on the PC platform you'll definitely benefit from like the higher resolution graphics and stuff um, but the gameplay elements are all intact obviously for the Quest players as well but um, yeah for Rift owners you're going to get a, a treat for the eyes that's for sure because visually it's stunning especially with all the dark uh, sort of scenes and the lighting and the fog and everything else it just sort of comes together really nicely. Yeah, and you can. T- I discovered that you can take the, your silenced pistol and you can shoot out the lights uh, overhanging, so you can like change the lighting around you and create darkness. And it's really RTX on, right? 
What's I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, it, it's we're, we're geeks. That's why we know what that is. It's like something something that started a while ago with the new Nvidia cards, where like now uh, like people who make games, the developers themselves, can really benefit from like lighting effects. Uh, so it's a uh, it's something that started with being RTX on and RTX off, and how it's how it looks different. Looks epic. God, that's pretty <laughs> geeky indeed. Yeah, I know, right? It is. <laughs> So going back to um, your sort of solid snake days, um, how did you how did you first find out that you had that kind of ability to do that with your voice, like create these voices? Was it at a really young age, and then you sort of got into voice acting, or how how did that all come about? I um, well, I started acting. I did my first acting role at nine. Uh, I started doing stage, um, and that started developing my ability to, you know, project my voice in a way that people could hear it. Um, and then my parents used to do a lot of accents. They do like Irish accents and Scottish accents, things around the house. So I started doing that. Um, and I really just, I voiceover just sort of came to me. Um, when I, I went to high school in Kobe, Japan, and when I was 15, 16, 16, um, a video game company came to our high school and said, we need four English speaking guys ah. to do voices for arcade games. Um, and I was one of those guys. And, and so I, I've been doing voices and video games since pretty much since there's been video games. Wow. That that's cool. Yeah. And I, and then I started doing English language tapes in, uh, in Japan. I just, I don't know. It just, do you think it's because you, you traveled so much as well that you kind of rolled into that kind of scene a bit? I, I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, the traveling certainly helped me develop different accents, different voices, yeah. different languages. Um, I do you have an idea of how many accents you currently can do? I don't. Uh, I mean, all of them. <laughs> I, can, I can do I, I i can do a lot of a lot of accents but i i don't i don't have any idea what yeah what the number is number and you yeah. say like when um when end dreams came up to you and said you know do you want to play this role general zerov and he was a russian and you were like i've got that in the bag already was that the same yes. with snake when konami approached you to do snake like did you have that voice in your head no, or? no not at all I, I no what happened was i auditioned for snake um, with my voice, which is just like this. Um, and, and I was young. I, I mean, I was, I was 28 and then I got the script and it was like, he'd already retired. Um, he was already a legend. He was bitter about having been called back. And I felt like he was older than, cause my voice is sort of, I, I sound like a cocky fighter pilot or something like that. I, and, and, <laughs> Um, he just had a lot more gravitas to him and a lot more experience to him. And so while I read the script, I just felt it just started to come to me that this guy was a lot more beaten down and a lot more experienced and a lot more, um, had, you know, had, had driven over a lot of hard road basically. And so, uh, that was the voice I came in to, to perform with. And then midway through the first day of recording, Chris Zimmerman, who was the, the voice director, played back my audition and it was completely different from what I was doing. 
So no, Konami, neither Konami nor Kojima expected that <laughs> that voice, but it seemed to fit the character, and they signed off on it that first day. So it, it the rest is history. And then that was it. Then that was your voice for many games after that. Yeah, nine nine games, twelve wow. years. Wow, wow. That's it's amazing what how much character and voice can bring uh, to uh, like a, a video character, right? Yeah, well, ideally, the, the voice should be compelling. And, and in a game like Metal Gear, you are constantly hearing it. You're like you're just living with that, with that character, with that voice. And it's your voice. I mean, you, you are the character. So, um, so people really get attached to Snake. And I think people yeah. feel a, a, a very personal connection to the voice. And, and, um, uh, and it's very cool for me, about, you know, being an animation fan, you know, and loving the voices of like Homer Simpson or Bugs Bunny or, or you know, to know that I've got a voice mm. that that people respond to and it makes them happy is a, is, a, is a great gift and it really makes me happy. And I think that's the thing. Like, I used to... So I was going to say that's the thing, like for the audio listeners that, that don't watch the video here, you'll, realize, you'll, you'll not see that when David started doing the voice that we both instantly just started grinning <laughs> because it just takes you back to, you know, playing those games, you know, and enjoying them so much. And it's just like, you're there again. You know, it, it's so funny how, how that takes you right back uh, to yeah, being a it's, kid again. It's like you're having an interview with the actual you know, video game character. Yeah. And that's, that's right. I think that's... <laughs> Plus he kind of looks like me. So, you know, you can, you can pretend all you like. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the, like, I, I, um, I used to watch a lot of anime and uh, I know that uh, I was a big Dragon Ball Z fan as well and they have very strong voice actors there as well and I used to watch a lot of videos where they did the voice acting and they would actually perform it out a lot as well are you someone who, who gets like very physical as well when you do the voice acting? Yeah, very much um, well especially when you're playing an action character you want you don't want it to sound like you're just sitting in a chair um, I did a game called Republic, uh, which is, which is out on, on VR as well. It was a very good game. Uh, and in that one, I played sort of an insane, well, slightly, well, unhinged, um, revolutionary who would do these radio broadcasts and he'd get drunk and, and I would, I would actually drink whiskey <laughs> while, while doing it. And then we brought in a prisoner and I told the guy, I'm like, look, I am going to be throwing you around this booth. And because I go off the mic, I, you know, and I, I like slam this guy into walls and, you know, wrestle him around. And it, it, it turned out he was a former Marine. So he was he was fine with it. But um, but yeah. And then for for General Zhirov in the uh, Phantom Covert Ops, I mean, there is no scenery left unchewed in my performance. I uh, it is. It's big and it is unhinged. So um, <laughs> there's a lot of physicality to it. So, nice. so, so when uh, End Dreams came up to you and said, you know, he's an alcoholic Russian villain, you were like, yeah, <laughs> you know, method acting, I've got this one down. <laughs> I've got it. I've got it. I've got it in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so when there are these sort of, uh, you know, opportunities come to light, um, do you have uh, like a studio at home that you use to record these lines or do you go to a, a studio nearby and send them over like, digitally or how, how does that sort of work? Uh, it depends on the situation. Um, I recently did a game called steam dolls that, uh, out of France, uh, that I recorded from my home studio, but, but mostly 
for professional recording, it's been, uh, you go into the booth and, and uh, we had a studio for uh, covert ops uh, in Burbank. Burbank seems to be the place that has all the voiceover studios. And um, so, but, you know, times are changing, obviously people aren't able to leave. And now the voiceover industry is largely run out of people's closets and home studios. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and, and it's is a that, different world. Is it then with, I assume you, you, you have a script, but do you also have any video material that you can go off by? Or is that all just more like your imagination that needs to run free? Yeah. Um, well, again, it, it, it varies by game. Um, on Metal Gear, we had, there were various different ways we had to do it. Um, like, so in Metal Gear 4, we were watching the mocap actors. So it was all Japanese actors in, in the ping pong ball suits. And so when Snake would move, I would make the corresponding sounds and things like that. Um, but sometimes, but for uh, covert ops, it was just I have the script and I do the I do the performance and then they'll animate around me. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Right, right. And you said um, you said earlier on that you you have some experience with virtual reality, and you mentioned that you did a voice in Rep- Republic as well, which of course was another VR game. Um, other than Phantom Covert Ops, of course, uh, do you have any other favorites that you sort of play regularly? Yeah. Well, and also, I want to say I was I was also Professor Plug in uh, Farlands, which was like a, a ah, game that, that yeah. came with with the original the Oculus. Oculus. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, I <laughs> Professor Plug, and I'm sort of space like this. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I didn't know that was you. <laughs> yeah, I know you can't tell, but uh, but it was me, and and uh, uh, so that was pretty fun. Um, do I have any favorites? I've been playing Vader Immortal, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Um, yeah. I just did the room. Uh, my daughter and I do escape rooms, and so I got uh, the room and the fisherman's tale, which are really cool puzzle yeah, uh, games. Um, you know what I love? It's not a game, but I, I love the Wander app on the oh, Oculus. Yeah. yeah. So I, I I have lived all over the world, and I've traveled all over the world, and so I use the Wander app, and I go back to my high school in Japan. Or I walk through the, the streets of Kobe or Osaka where, where I used to live and it's uh, it's amazing. Yeah, like you can you just say you speak into the mic and say the address of your childhood home and then suddenly you're dropped down in full three D in front of your childhood home and it's it's uh, it's really amazing. Yeah, that's right. It's funny actually because I've got a, a my my uh, father-in-law who who lives with us um when wonder first came out i showed him the app and he went back to his childhood home in fiji and he was uh, oh, wow. getting to grips with it and sort of teleporting around and then he saw a, a curb and he tripped out he almost he almost tripped over a virtual curb <laughs> oh, yeah. in real life because uh, it was kind of his first time with vr so it was really interesting but it's great to hear that you're you're enjoying that app as well oh i love it it's it's just it's amazing i you know, I was walking through the streets of Kobe and I was like, oh my God, that restaurant I loved was down here. And so, you know, you walk down and it's, it's all different now, but, but, uh, it, it, I just, yeah, I really love that app. And especially in these times at the moment, you know, it's a, it's a great way to escape reality for yeah. a little bit and, and go back to some simpler times, maybe. That's exactly. true. And how are you sure. coping with, uh, with the lockdown and everything else? 
Uh, pretty well. I mean, it's it's stressful for my family. We've got my my wife, my daughter, and my mother lives here, and we got four dogs, and um, so it's it's a little tough to be shut in together. Um, fortunately, I mean, I feel badly for the people that live in New York or something like. You know, we have a great big house, and we've got a huge lawn with or yard with a, pool, a giant pool, and so. You know, we've got more space than than most people, which is which is nice. And frankly, as a screenwriter, this hasn't really changed my lifestyle that much at all. I'm a I'm a pretty isolated character to begin with. So um, so I'm I'm kind of enjoying it in in a in a perverse way. But um, uh, but it is but it is tough on on the family, and and I do find it stressful. Now going to the grocery stores stress me out. Yeah, of course. Of course. And as, as a writer, are you, are you constantly writing at the moment or, you know, on, on working on new projects? Well, I try, I mean, it's, it's, you know, this is a, it's a, it has a weird effect. This, this, this thing, it, it, it's uh, it dampens your motivation, but at the same time, I'm working on a, I'm writing a TV show for Netflix called warrior nun, um, which our, our debut was supposed to be May 7th, but it got bumped now. Um, but it's coming out soon. And, uh, and so that's really fun. And I'm, and I'm very, very fortunate to, to be working, uh, on that. And then I just, uh, closed a deal to create an animated, create and star in in an animated show. Uh, so I'm going to be starting on that pretty soon. Awesome. Warrior Nun on Netflix. Go and check it out. What about, um, any other superhero stuff, uh, in the pipeline? (laughs) Uh, if I have any other superhero stuff in the pipeline, I, um, no, not that I can okay. think of. That's sort of your uh, bag with X Men and like Watchmen, you know, both awesome, it is. awesome it, superhero. Well, movies. it was. I mean, it, yeah, and I and I love being the comic book movie guy, but I I don't uh, uh, at the moment. No, I don't have any any superhero themed things going on, which is strange. That's cool. That's cool. Well, thank you very much. He's turned into a villain. <laughs> He's turned into a villain, exactly. Thank you very <laughs> yeah, much for right. joining us uh, on the F Reality Podcast. Uh, we really, really appreciate you taking some time out for us. And uh, I look forward to meeting your character, uh, General Zurov in <laughs> Phantom, Covert Ops, when it releases uh, on Oculus Rift and Oculus Quest uh, later on the 25th of June. So you can uh, face him yourself as well and check it out. Well, thank you, Tovarish. <laughs> I think you will enjoy it. And I hope you will all vote for the new Soviet Union when it comes about. (laughs) Thank you very much, David. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, guys. It was great fun. Hey, guys, that was an awesome interview. (laughs) That was just so much fun uh, to to speak to that guy. And as you saw in the interview, like, he is just such a lovely down-to-earth guy. And he's a geek as well. Maybe not you know, as much as a geek as Rowdy is with his RTX joke, but he is, he, he, he is. <laughs> but he's one of us. Yeah, he's he is. one of us, right? He is. Yeah, totally one of us. So, uh, yeah, it was an absolute uh, privilege to uh, to be able to interview him. And, uh, you know, I know that you guys uh, have given us some feedback, say so you wanted more guests on the show. Um, so this is something we're going to try and work on in the future, do more. Uh, you know, even if we have to pre-record them like this one was, we can play it back during the show and at least share it anyway. Um, so, yeah, I hope you enjoyed start. it. Yeah, let us know if you did enjoy it uh, in, in the comments uh, and let us know on Twitter as well. We'd really, really appreciate that that sort of feedback. Uh, my, my favorite piece uh, of the whole interview has to be uh, when David talks about Farlands because the guy who he played, Dr. Plakov or whatever his name was. Pluk. Pluk, Dr. Pluk. Pluk. Yeah, it was Dr. Pluk. 
was probably my most hated character that year. <laughs> I was like, this guy is so annoying. So it's great that he was the voice behind it. Because again, it shows a transformational voice artist can do that. And like he was saying, you know, the, the accents that you can do. That's what you want in your voice artist. You want them to be able to put, do that. You know, be the be the guy you love, be the guy you hate. And uh, it's great to see the dynamicism of that. But Republic, I love that he dropped that. Like that was another one, which is like, um, it, this is the thing you, you get when you speak to voice artists is, you just get a string of surprises, like like going back, and they tend to jump between projects more than like a face actor or someone who's embodying a character because they're more free. You know, they're not as letterboxed in as 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 a character who's there in, in body. Yeah, absolutely. And and from uh, when he from does the chat, uh, yeah, from the chat, we have uh, a lot of people saying that uh, they really liked the interview, and uh, I would really like to highlight our Grambo's uh, comment, and he said. Uh, that it was a very solid interview from David. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, nice one. And it's one of those things that when you when you talk to him and when he does do the voice, it changes everything. You know, it does transform him completely into another character. And you know, having been someone that enjoyed the the solid the Metal Gear Solid games in in the past, it, them all in fact, um, it, it it completely changes things and it takes you right back to being a kid as playing those games. So yeah, it was a really. It was, a, it was a privilege and an honor to interview him, and I, I was really happy how it turned out in the end, uh, and it was great for Rowdy to join me on that little ad- adventure as well. But um, Yeah, it was awesome. That was the interview with uh, David Hayter, of course, uh, but now it's time to uh, dive into uh, the latest releases this week with Zim, and uh, I think he's also got something special lined up for us as well, which I'm excited about. <laughs> oh, you guys should be nervous. You should be so nervous. <laughs> uh, so, so Mike's talking about at the end of us doing the releases, I've got three releases for you, a little bit of game release related news, and then um, a trailer quiz dipping back as far as 2013 uh, oh. to games that were uh, released for VR and I hope you remember. So chat, you're going to get a little interactivity there to play along with us. And if you're there, listening in your car on your way to commute, then uh, clearly you're listening in the future because none of us are commuting at the moment. So, um, or you're a health worker, in which case, good on you. So here we go into the first of the releases this week. Now, this one is a game that um, has been released a while back on itch.io and has been growing, like many things do on itch. And I don't think these guys have probably played it. Um, I, I have, and I'm going to talk about my experience with it and recommend that you guys go download this. Uh, it's, it's at beta point four at the moment. There's a game called, it's totally voxel based. Uh, it's called Ancient Dungeon VR. Now, I'm, now as, I'm not as thrilled with the title, but uh, I'll tell you what, the gameplay uh, that this dev has put together, um, it, it, it absolutely is one of the most inspired indies that I've played in probably the last two years. Uh, mm. and, and I don't say that lightly. Um, this is a, this is a roguelite dungeon crawler. Um, and at this moment on Kickstarter, uh, which has about, I think 18 days to go or something, he had a four, four K goal. This is a single indie dev called Eric Thullen from Germany. Um, and he had a 4,000 euro goal. He's currently sitting at almost 6,000 euro and it's obvious why you've essentially got a, a, a randomly generated, uh, voxel world. Gorgeous visuals, great slew of different bad guy types. You're progressing from kind of level to level. There's boss fights. There's um, a whole range of different upgrades you can get to your uh, your throwing knives, your sword, like all these things that you unlock. And again, I won't go into much detail because I think half of the fun is finding those things. Mm. But literally, by the time I finished kind of like a two-hour play session, um, 
I had I had upgraded my weapons probably 30 times. You know, there's so many little things that you get in chests and all over the place. One of the most impressive things to this, and this is going to sound really simple, the permanence of slicing down uh, voxel vines and grass that literally occlude your way. And you have to hack your way through this stuff to get through like this jungle part of the map to the next bit of the map or break wood like you would in like Half-Life with the same kind of satisfying clunky thunk. So although it's an itch project, and this is a, a computer science student who's been working on this for the last two years, um, I have to say that, yeah, chopping down voxel grass has never been so fun. It puts bigger studios, in some extent, to shame. It, it's a fantastic mm -hmm. game. Go try also, it out. What I thought was impressive, I haven't tried it, but I saw the trailer, like the enemies, I think they are mo-capped. I'm not sure, but they move in a way that I haven't seen many enemies move in a VR game before. The, the, they have full physics. So if you, like, full physics in the funny way that if you uh, slice a, a skeleton, for example... Yeah. And then he's, he's, he's dead, right? Life's gone out of him. But he's like, just at his like tipping point, yeah. he'll like slowly tip over and then slump but against the wall. It looks realistic. Like it looks like it's almost it's like, awesome. I know it's all fantasy, but they look like alive to me. And there's when a whole, I see it. as I said, I'm not going to spoil it, but there's a whole host of creatures. I did not think that like a single dev could come up with a game that is this rich at this stage of its development cycle. Mm. The guy's basically begging for um, some additional equipment so we can develop for like Windows MR and get the Steam controllers so we can help support okay. for those headsets. But if you've got any of the other PC VR headsets that work for you, the only bug I'll mention, which I came across and the dev's going to uh, work on, is there's a knife throwing action. And on Rift S controllers, like the release wasn't working like all that responsive. That was the only gripe I had about the whole game. The guy's done a so website for it, a trailer, all that kind of stuff. It's available for free on itch at the moment. And it's only available for PC at the moment. PCVR at the moment, but the, the part of the Kickstarter, and this is why I recommend you check it out, not just the trailer, but, you know, download the game and, and actually give it a play. Mm. I think you'll be as smitten with it as I am. Um, and his Kickstarter goal, if he hits 9,000 euro, is that he'll bump up and he'll swap around. Instead of working on the Steam build, he's going he's gonna, to uh, work on the Quest build, which I think for that game, given the kind of action and it's very much 360-degree combat, yeah. will really sing for it. But is this, this again shows that, you know, uh, Physics are slowly becoming the standard in VR games where you want to have a certain amount of interactivity in, in the world you play. And I, I think we're only going to, you know, go forward with that more and more. Because how many how many dungeon crawlers have you played where there are like physics like that going on? No, I've, I, the thing is I've played quite a few. And like my favorite of these is, uh, it, is very static in nature. I've talked about it before. The Morrigan kind of looks mm -hmm. similar, kind of voxel based, um, very well packaged, great, well developed. But this has like a kind of exploration to it. Um, yeah. And I, I went through it. You can actually beat this game. You get, you get up to a certain part of it because at the moment, of course, it's not fully fleshed at the moment. You get to a certain part of it. You can beat it and go back again. And everything scales. Everything gets tougher. All the levels are, again, randomly generated. So you're not playing mm. the same thing again. And it's uh, like all the little things, opening chests, finding your way through a door, pathing, all that stuff. Very well done. Two years and a computer science guy well, who's trying to make his way uh, into the into the games industry. I'll tell you, buddy, you've already got what it takes. You don't you don't need anything more than that on your CV. So say good. Yeah, there you go. So that was the first one. Um, the second one, which uh, somebody mentioned a little bit earlier as playing, uh, I'm gonna I wanted to touch on again because the first time we we covered uh, let's create pottery VR. Uh, I think Rowdy almost uh, almost killed me because I, I convinced him I was going to be talking about Boneworks. Um, but this has come out for Quest, and I, wanna, I, I wanted to talk about it again uh, for two reasons. 
Uh, number one, because of the time we're going through and this uh, might kind of help somebody. And number two, as a bit of a warning. So I'll, I'll quote one of the game taglines here in a moment. Let me describe it first. So in short, if you want a game that you can create pottery from the very basics, uh, you go through the whole ceramics uh, life cycle. So you start by picking the, the color of your clay. You put it on a pottery wheel like some will be imagining the movie Ghost uh, from the 80s or 90s. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you shape that with your hands. And this is the part where I think a lot of Quest users are a little bit miffed, and rightly so. It's only a single hand support. It's not both hands. So that, to me, is is quite unfortunate. So that's a bit of uh, false advertising there. I'm sure they'll end up patching it in, but how long, I don't do you, know. Do you need two hands for this? You only use one hand to shape it. So, But is, that, is that usually you do that? Uh, like, I'm not an expert on, like, pottery, but... As far as I know, you usually do it with two hands, or I've I've usually seen it done with both hands on the on the pottery wheel. Yes, as the clay yeah. is spinning, so well, that's typically. Well, otherwise, we'll ask our resident pottery expert, uh, Mike. Uh, do you normally use two hands when well, you do uh, pottery? Well, being an avid watcher of the Great British Pottery Throwdown, I know that you do actually have to use two hands. Yeah. Yeah, because otherwise the clay goes imbalanced, and then well, and you, your feet, your off. feet too, right, to spin the. It depends thing. if it's a manual one or a motorized one. Um, oh, okay. yeah. I didn't know this about Mike. <laughs> thanks this is awesome. Mike. Yeah, thanks, Mike, for the uh, confirmation. Yeah, well, welcome. So a couple more little things just about this. So as I said, you take it through the whole life cycle, um, and then, and this is just released on Quest. This this came out on the 30th of April. Uh, cost of this one is $20 or $15.49 in pounds. And uh, this came out previously on PCVR when we covered it last and that was on the 9th of December uh, that it last landed for PCVR. So if you are a PCVR person, you can go get this if you're interested. A lot of people uh, have been positively responding to it on Oculus Home. Um, and on Steam, it's kind of mixed reviews at the moment. So I'm interested to see if that maybe cools off on Oculus Home at the minute. But I think, again, where we are, you know, some people are looking for those more calmer experiences. Um, anyway, the game's out. And, you know, at the end of that life cycle, you actually have to end up, you end up selling your artwork. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I, I thought that was a bit interesting, but... It's a bit like being a puppy breeder, isn't it? I mean, um, who wants to take part in getting rid of puppies? You know, I don't know. Sadists, I suppose. But uh, <laughs> the game's out, and uh, take a look at it if you're needing to relax. Oh, wow. uh, that is uh, Let's Create Pottery VR. We've got hey, imagine Zim, like, you know, playing this pottery VR game, but then with your voice like you do in sound uh, self. Oh, my God. <laughs> That would be something, right? Having having done sound self, I I can see that game actually working. Nathan, that is that is weird. <laughs> if you can shape it, the funny thing that I saw uh, in the in the Oculus Home that, that surprised some people and surprised me was this is actually a staged game. So what I mean is um, there are like missions. So it'll say, okay, uh, missions. Yeah, there's missions. So it's like I want okay, you to make a, yeah. a potter. Like I want you to make uh, a pot that looks like this. Yeah. And I want you to color it this certain way. And then the mm. game kind of gives you a ghost outline, and you're shaping the pottery to kind of yeah, learn your way. And then there's yeah. the freestyling. Oh, that's, that's gonna be well. like so hilarious when you get to see like you know this is how it's supposed to look. And then you look at the thing, <laughs> the, the monstrosity you just created. It's like, ooh. Well, at least, at least you don't get any dirty hands when you play this one. So that's mm, nice. That's true. Michael. We've got an excellent comment uh, from Water UK, who's referring to my uh, invested interest into pottery, and he said he would refer to me as Harry Potter. <laughs> Genius. Genius. My God. Yes, leave that one there. Um, okay, third and third and final of the releases we'll get on to, so you guys can get about your lives again. Uh, this is, and we've covered this again before, so it's another re-release, but on a new platform, PlayStation fans, uh, we have Down the Rabbit Hole, 
which we've had launched on PCVR uh, recently on the 26th of March. So now, as of um, as of as of recently, I think it was the first uh, of the month. Uh, this has also dropped. So you have something fun to play. Now, one thing I wanted to bear in mind here uh, before you go and and quickly look and go for the uh, five five dollar six or six dollar version or five pound version. Uh, there was another game on the store with almost the exact same name. So don't get confused. If you're looking for uh, a uh, uh, an Alice in Wonderland inspired kind of family adventure where you're going down a rabbit hole, um, don't pick up the game The Rabbit Hole. You need to pick up Down the Rabbit Hole because actually just a month and a half ago, Sony on their store released uh, a horror room escape game called The oh, Rabbit Hole with almost sure. the exact same box art. It oh. is... Absolutely shocking to see the two. And actually, that one even quotes bits of Alice in Wonderland and Lewis Carroll's classic tale. So um, the game you're looking for is currently priced at $20, in pounds, and it takes you on a journey, uh, which is a prequel to Alice in Wonderland, uh, with a unique VR locomotion, where I think you're traveling down the hole with the diorama uh, 360 around you in Down the Rabbit Hole. So uh, you guys have touched on this before. Any mm-hmm. any comments on it before we uh, move on? Just that it's a really cool concept. Um, you know, like I, I think I mentioned this before as well when I talked about it, is that when I played it at Gamescom, I really like the fact that you are actually going down a rabbit hole and that's how the game progresses. You go deeper down and then at any time you can look up and see where you came from, which is a really neat concept that I hadn't seen before. So very smart. Yeah, that's nice. Did you end up finding patches? Oh, patches. He gets himself lost every time. The little dog or whatever that you're going after in the hole. No, I remember I remember getting really stuck on some music puzzle. Um, I remember the devs having to help me out because I was yeah, really yeah, struggling yeah. with it. Because some of the puzzles are actually <laughs> very hard in this game. Uh, but it's it like a, playing it, the flowers. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a cool game, definitely. I haven't gone back to it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. It's definitely on my list oh. uh, to go back to. Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah, but anyway, I, it, it's very rare that I see uh, Sony make a... F- Kind of a flub, as as I've seen yeah. here. They've obviously staged the releases apart, but trust me, go check the PlayStation Store and go look for uh, the rabbit hole, or or down the rabbit hole, and you'll be surprised at how close. Even the type, the the fonts of the titles are, are similar. Mm. Crazy. Uh, anyway, weird, weird, weird move from uh, from Sony on that one. Well, so mm-hmm. a couple of um, additional mentions, and I'm going to run something in the background for this as well as we go. Uh, some of you have already been playing this, I know, because you've been part of the the, uh, the the beta that's been going on. So we've got uh, Echo VR Quest, which is essentially Echo Arena, uh, opening to all on May 5th. Um, so if, the, if you're into, like, disc-throwing basketball, then uh, get into this. I've, had, I've seen a few people who've been uh, playing the beta and enjoying themselves. Um, if you've ever played this game, I can tell you skill matters. That's probably uh, yeah. As, that's as far good, as I'm going to go with my warning. A lot of my um, a lot of my friends um, who recently got into VR have been very excited about this, and they've been playing the beta a lot and really enjoying it. So, um, you know, if you never played it first time around on Rift, especially now being wireless, you know, maybe the Quest is the way to go with this one. Yeah. This has I, I, to be launched very soon because yeah. this is welcome again. Also, uh-huh. if you're going to get into the game, the number one thing you can do in this game, in my opinion, is uh, is you can ride on someone's back. That's oh, the yeah. best part. The launching sequence where you can just grab on someone else's backpack yeah. and they take off. Amazing. That's yeah. just like so fun. So totally fun, agree. So. As long as you can play a little bit casual, you know, if you're not, you know, because that's the thing, you know, when I played the PC version, people were so good at it. I was like, you know, I, I only have time to play this once a week, maybe. But other people are like, yeah, I play this like four or five hours a day. I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, we, that's, uh, 
I was riding on the back of Reality Check VR the whole time because we yeah, were playing well, together. And yeah. it was like this. It was like game starts in 10 seconds. He's scored and we win. Yeah. <laughs> and then just yeah, keep yeah. doing yeah. the same thing. So as I said, skill matters. Yeah, having Excellent. met a lot of these pro players when we've been to like Oculus Connect, you know, they, they invest so much time practicing, oh. you know, like the, the onward guys and these guys that are into Echo they, as well. For, for them, like, because I talk with them as well, like it's more like about like muscle memory mm. than anything else, which just shows how much they yeah. practice and how much you know invested they are in this yeah, yeah. but beautiful for the uh, beautiful for the quest uh, absolutely I, yeah. I definitely feel that i have cable problems regularly <laughs> um so uh what was i gonna say next a couple of other things just to give you the heads up about the content i think mike you wanted to say something about this as well so we've got some new content for aspire one coming um in their aptly named simulation update and arizona sunshine has some new quest dlc which we've tinkered with before so yeah. there was a story or something you wanted to say. Someone's gotten lost. In the yes, um, Gamertag uh, in the chat and uh, BMFVR um, plays the, I think it's the the Damned DLC on Quest, uh, and they did a video, and apparently BMF did get actually quite motion sick, but apparently it was due to an older build, and now they've updated it. So hopefully you won't get motion sick uh, due to some sort of glitches in the game, but it's just something that, that Gamertag shared on Twitter this week, so got thought i mention it. Yeah, oh. and, and and there's a couple of DLC available for uh, for Arizona Sunshine. So for those who've enjoyed the campaign, it might bring you back again. I've certainly been playing Arizona Sunshine with my wife. It's one of those fun games. A blast from the past. It's really good. It's it's really fantastic on on, on Quest actually. Um, okay, time for the uh, new segment. Uh, I love this. <laughs> this is when I get to play Doctor Evil. Mm. So we have three willing contestants here. The F Reality crew lined up, and they Not don't so know willing. what is coming for them. So, gentlemen, uh, these are the rules of the game. Let's play a game. Uh, just like Saw. <laughs> trap your body parts in something, and then we'll see if you get it right. Oh, so this is how it's going to work. All right. Number one, I'm going to run a historic trailer, okay? And um, one of you, I'll tell you who, who, who's up, uh, will narrate, because for our audio listeners, because they're not going to get to see the pretty visuals, um, and we'll see if they can figure it out. So as soon as you figure out the name of the game, just say it, the clip is only going to run for 60 seconds, and limited to that for each of these uh, trailers. And we'll see if you manage to get the game by the end. That's Ooh, the game. Exciting. So, so is it, do we need to narrate over it ourselves and then at the end guess it or as soon as we know it? As soon as you know it, call the name because uh, the quicker okay. the better. Right? <laughs> chat, I want you guys playing along too. So gentlemen, <laughs> no peeking at chat during this section. Oh okay? yeah, turn but the chat can, off. Yeah. yeah, turn the chat off. Kick that away. Ignore them. They're only going to say lovely things to you. Cool. Um, and, and, and chat, you know you're the winner if you come up first, of course. Okay, I'm not going to be calling names out, but maybe uh, Rowdy or someone after can help me out in that department. So uh, let's go ahead. So if, um, if you don't manage to, catch, to say the name of the game without any help of any of ours uh, before the end, then there you go. Gentlemen, everyone else, until, until the person says the name of the game, zip it. Okay. okay, and we're going to do this again in future if this works well. So. Who's first? <laughs> Nathie's first up, of course. Oh, <laughs> yes. pressure. Pressure's on. Wait, so, so I, can, I, can, I can guess now. Yep. So I'm going to give you a little hint, Nathie. Um, your one is the oldest of the lot. Yeah, and of course. it is from 
2013. So, <laughs> wow. for those who are new to VR, you get a glimpse of what was there. Was he born then already? Seven years <laughs> ago. Nathy was the ripe age of six years old. Oh, no, I don't know. <laughs> he wasn't that young. <laughs> oh, he couldn't even wear it. He just kept falling over with the VR headset. Let's go. Anyway. All right. Uh, this is trailer quiz. Take one. Here we go. And Nathy, when you start seeing it, narrate away. <laughs> Okay, so first to see the Oculus VR logo, the classic one, presenting a new game. And uh, now I see a man inside a, well, lunar device. It's like a spaceship flying above, well, the moon, trying to, I guess, land it with all these meters going on, going crazy. There's a little radar making beep-a-boop sounds. And there's some steam coming of it too. It's beautiful. Even for 2013, this is like still like a pleasure for the eyes. I remember trying this and it just made me so motion sick. Me as well. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's like trying to land your, you have an idea? Uh, your ship. Um, I think so. I think there's also got a reboot later on yep. where you could like deliver packages. That's the one. You're right. Yeah. Um, and I also covered it on my channel. Yep. Uh, but uh, I was like, <laughs> you can also I'll, just give us a YouTube link. I'll tell you that the developer's name was Shove, if that helps trigger anything. Yeah, I don't Super know. I, uh, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. <laughs> Mike seems to know it. So do you want to let Mike name. say? Yeah, well, you can say I, it. I, 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 I want to say something like Luna Land or something like that, no. but I, I don't was, think it's was that it obvious. Apollo? Or? No. Just showed. Lunar flight, lunar land, lunar, lunar flight. flight. Yes. Yes. Lunar flight. Nathan literally almost said it at the beginning. He'd be kicking himself later. Mm. Good <laughs> one, though. Flight. Good one. What, what a classic. So this is the date of that trailer. And remember, this, is, this game has been built, launched. Oculus had looked at it and kicked it out the door. 11th of November, 2013. Yeah, this was DK1. Um, and, and like the, back then, if you didn't know... You know, the, the Oculus DK1 didn't ship with uh, motion controllers, so you had to use a, an Xbox oh. controller. Also, it was three degrees of freedom. Three uh, degrees oh. of freedom. Yeah, yeah, Xbox controller in your lap. And that game, not easy. No. Not easy. Picking packages up with pure Newtonian physics, dropping mm. them off. And also <laughs> try not to throw up all over your, uh, your your bedroom or wherever where you're playing it. It was kind of like an early intro to almost like Elite, what Elite Dangerous did yeah. in much higher fidelity later. Uh, yeah. But I remember seeing that one and... Uh, yeah, I thought you'd Take get a kick back. out of that. All right. Yeah, nice. So Nathan didn't quite get there. I actually thought he might get that one. I, I was, I knew it was going to be like a, a switch. It was either he was going to get it straight away or well, not at all. The thing is, I actually confused this with a different game that I also played. Oh. Um, and it, like, I'm going to look it up right now. Um, but I was thinking about something totally different, actually. <laughs> it's weird because there's another delivery game where you're in this little lunar thing. Mm. Um, that was uh, a release on Elite the Oculus Rift. <laughs> Elite <laughs> Dangerous. No, but that you were right about that being re-released. That was refurbed and then and then released a few la- few years later. Actually, I think you got a tw- 2016 or 2017 re-release yeah, after I, a polish, I, like an enhanced version. So there nice. you go. All right, Rowdy's going to be up next. Of course. Um, and this is uh, <laughs> anyway. Good luck. Uh, you, you know the rules of the game. So again, yeah, everyone yeah. else zip it until he calls the name and. Uh, Rowdy, do narrate the whole way through, even if you get it, all of right? Course. Just so chat's got some. We'll, we'll run this for, for a minute. All right, here we go. <clears throat> I love this game. See them all in one section. 
Here we go, Rowdy. Luck, sir. From your friends over at Steam VR. Built with the Unreal Engine. Stars. A planet. A pale blue dot in the distant universe. And a warehouse for whatever reason. Forget 360 videos. Phot photogrammetric. A word I cannot pronounce. But a beautiful scenery. The Chinese wall, maybe, who knows? Jaw dropping, detailed VR environments from road to VR. <laughs> A church here as well. Is it Steam VR environments? Re no. Realities, photogrammetry VR scenes. Yeah, you realities. Got, you got realities. <laughs> nice. Realities. Did you see? Did you read it? Yeah, you read it. Yeah, I just read it now. In the quote, I just read yeah. it now. So I thought it was. Uh, I was like, yeah. like destinations. I thought it was that one. I, I yeah. Thought... To be honest, honestly, um, destinations is another fantastic <laughs> app um, in terms of Steam VR stuff. That one landed fourth of April two thousand sixteen. So again, it's still oh. pretty old. Wow. Um, but I that's... thought it was Google Earth for a moment. Yeah, there, same. But, uh, same. I was like that. But a then I saw the buildings. Dot. I was like, yeah, but you can't go inside. <laughs> no. I never it was good that, that Rowdy one. didn't jump the gun either. He like he, he he kept himself back there right until he thought he got it and <laughs> yeah. almost got it. It could have been Steam VR environments, but I will go for uh, discrete packages. So mm, nice. Good. Nice now one. it's time for Mike. Can I'm we excited. can we can we get the host as well? We've got two out of three pottery, so far. Pottery, pottery. Three. Come on, Mike. Come on, Mike. Game Not gonna face. be pottery. Game is, it, is, it, is it gonna <laughs> be right. Temple of Pizza Focus. or Halo Recruit? Focus. Oh, you were talking okay. to David Hayter, so I was scanning. I was like, "Geez, what do we got?" Okay, I'm gonna give you one hint. This is 2016 as well. All right, here we go, Mike. It's a great um, hint. Good luck. <laughs> a lot of games in 2016 for VR. That's all I'm saying. A lot of games. Go for it, Mike. Ooh, PSVR. He's putting the PSVR on his head. So immersed <laughs> in the virtual world. Ah, this is a bomb. Uh, I keep talking and nobody explodes. Bing. Yeah, yeah, come on. Yeah. Get in the back of that the was, That was the easiest out of all of them. <laughs> he wanted yeah, to, want to, want to say, on. I expect you to die first. Yeah, I did. Right? I you were like, I expect. Oh, wait, no. But yeah. this trailer, if you want to keep narrating, it, uh, it's, it's pretty beautiful. awesome. He sees the bomb in right front now. of him, the detonate button. <laughs> He's seeking advice from the operator. Which button should he press? Which wire should he cut? Nobody knows. Is he going to do it? Oh, He's the pressure is on. Tilted. The sweat is dripping from his brow underneath the headset. Wonderfully asymmetric challenge. The best social experience winner from Proto Awards. The countdown <laughs> is ticking. Which wire will he cut? Oh my god. <laughs> the tension. <laughs> I feel like doing a, a, a Jamesify. Wow, guys! <laughs> you know ASMR with Mike. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, keep talking and nobody explodes. Got this one in the bag. But yeah, I think you're right. You I think you, you guys are right. Like, it was the easiest one, I think, out of all of them, to be fair. Well, I, I, I caught something there when we were full screen. Is at the very top of the manual, it said, keep talking and nobody explodes. I vetted about 30 to get these, but, uh, you know, you're going to get a new selection at some point in the future. So. Uh, that was awesome. That was well fun. done, gentlemen. Well fun. done. And yeah. chat, uh, good on you. If you had uh, fun with that, let us know. If it was awful, tell us. Oh, wow. Uh, we'll never do it again. So, <laughs> Paradise DK 
K said, Mike knows all about cutting wires. That's true. That's true. Oh, yeah. Yeah, about that. Let's not talk about that. You re-released that video this year, didn't you? I I didn't. Only on Twitter because uh, I wasn't brave enough to repost it on YouTube. If there's there's one game that Mike has been constantly asking about to play, it was like that game that we just showed. Oh, yeah. I always wanted to play it. Yeah, you have always had this urge to play it. In the end, I I think I ended up playing it with my Discord, and we did a video that way. Oh, yeah, yeah, you did it live. Yeah, 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 you did. So that was Keep Talking and the releases this week. If you didn't catch those releases, I'll just repeat those. Ancient Dungeon VR was the itch uh, project that I was saying, go download now. Let's Create Pottery, if you're feeling a little bit lonely and you want to get friendly with some clay. And then Down the Rabbit Hole, not the rabbit hole, Down the Rabbit Hole. If you want to go play with Alice. So And and then Lunar Flight will be releasing in uh, 2013, right? (laughs) Okay. Lunar Flight will be releasing in 2013. Nice. That's All it. Right. Those nice. are this week's releases. So uh, we did ask for some questions in the chat, so I don't know yeah. if you guys want to scroll back while I sort of just well, recap the show times. Let's. Um, so just a reminder, because I don't do this at the beginning anymore, I do it at the end, uh, because if you're watching the show, you know already. Uh, this is a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show, live streamed every Saturday on YouTube and on Twitch. You can also catch the show in VR using big screen TV. Uh, The show goes live at 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK, 12 midday in central US. Also, the audio is available on iTunes, SoundCloud and on Spotify. Rowdy does a great job in making that sound beautiful for your ears. So make sure you go and check that out as well and subscribe to it on iTunes. Hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe to the channel as well. We really, really appreciate it. We uh, we really love all the support uh, this episode, uh, particularly around the interview with David. Uh, I'm glad you all really enjoyed that and like we said earlier we've got more guests uh planned in the pipeline for future episodes as well so make sure you stay tuned for those okay nice that was an awesome interview by the way and i think uh interview skills mike are uh, are showing through it's it was really good in terms of the pacing you guys gave david time to both breathe and be very human in the interview which some interviewers you know they try to kind of shove too many questions so Good on you guys, both of you. Uh, oh, it was a really, it was a really fun thing to watch back, and we heard a lot from him that, um, you know, went on tangents that were that were unexpected. So yeah. great to have that. Thanks. So uh, in the chat, VR Maniac is mentioning Supernatural. We had this triggering conversation last oh, uh, time. Yes. If you want to, <laughs> if you want to see that the, the the full version of that, we have a clip uh, on the channel that you can check out and, and share with your. With your friends, you know, joining the discussion. Um, and um, so, as far as I know, Mike was able to try the tutorial because we do not have access here in Europe to yeah, that's weird. You know, dive I got that into the feedback full version. Too. After uh, I played it, um, was that well, for some reason in the it, UK okay. we can, but people in Europe can't? No, so we can, uh, we can only play the tutorial here. I also tried it for science uh, to kind of check it out and also to kind of come back to the conversation because we said like to be continued. Uh, Of course, we do have nothing to say about the full version because again, that's the problem. uh, Unless we use a VPN maybe, but uh, you know. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. So um, I I kind of like tweeted out my summary of the game because I wasn't going to plan it. I wasn't going to show a video or or anything like that. Um, But basically I tried the tutorial, like you said, Um, we're locked out of the full content because we're in the UK and Europe. Uh, It's only available in the US and Canada. Uh, yeah. The first month is free, though. So if you are in the US and Canada, you can try the first month for free and then exactly. just, you know, see what it's like. And then after that is $20 a month subscription, which was the main sort of controversy around this game, because a lot of people, including us, thought it was very expensive for what it was. Um, my sort of opinion of it was that it it gave a really clear tutorial. The tutorial was great. Uh, great the environments, 
that surround you 360 are actually really gorgeous and captured from real life environments. Yeah. Pretty breathtaking, to be honest. Um, the trainer captures as well is some of the best um, full motion video capture I've ever seen in a VR app. Um, so that was also very standout. Mm. Um, it tracks workouts uh, via apps, so via Apple Watch and your mm. phone with, with a dedicated app, which I thought was, again, really smart. The negatives, which I think, you know, are outweigh a lot of some of these positives, are that the gameplay doesn't feel new at all. It feels like a Beat Saber clone. Uh only that you're holding bats instead of mm. sabers. Um, you don't get to check any sort of form, so you don't get any feedback on your form. You can completely cheat, and the trainer will still be going, yeah, great job. You know, you did an amazing thing. <laughs> Where in real life, you're probably just sitting on your couch eating crisps. Um, so that felt a bit strange. Um, it's like like playing Wii Sports on the couch. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Um <laughs> It also feels like a workout, whereas uh, other games like Beat Saber and Pistol Whip, they do an amazing job. The games aren't workout games, but they just happen to be fun games that do give you a workout and you're squatting a lot and burning calories, whereas this feels like a a workout app. So the frame of mind is different when you play it. Mm. And personally, I enjoy just playing the fun games and getting a workout as a bonus instead of going the other way around yeah yeah because box vr is a bit that way as well where it's a little bit more workout than game then you you can tell by the framework and i'm I'm like you i prefer the game with attack on cheat me into exercise i don't want to be exercising and then have it gamified this is like for the non non gamers yes exactly yeah i said um in my summary that i think i would pay five dollars a month if it was available in my country i'd be more tempted to try it out for a few months um mm-hmm. but personally i sort of rounded it up by saying that i'd rather spend two months uh, of the subscription i would have paid for supernatural to buy beat saber and pistol whip outright and then just use your uh, which is available through SideQuest for free yeah. to track the mm-hmm. workouts yeah, exactly. uh, which also has a dedicated app on iphone and android okay. i believe I think it just doesn't give enough is the my yeah. my take on the tutorial um and again i only played the tutorial and there's a lot of people who i respect have opinions of having played the full game trialed it in the u.s right and mm. really liking it um i'm still positive on the model i'm not positive on this package um <laughs> i'm because this package is uh punitive in terms of expense it is too short-winded it doesn't it doesn't do enough outside of um just that single interaction and i think it does mm. beat you know beat saber worse than beat saber does for a few things um the the balls the, the the targeted balls these triangles that are coming at you like those things it, it's just it's harder to see them uh differentiate them the swinging motions are quite abnormal uh the ones that involve your shoulder rotation i didn't have fun with it um, yeah. but like what okay. mike said the 360s are some of the best i've seen in any vr capture including some photogrammetry work um very well done i didn't see any stitching hmm. or anything i don't know that's great the captures of the Smiley California people really put me off. Um, I would not be interested in well, looking at someone that ripped for more than two minutes. I'm well, sorry. I, I want a trainer who looks somewhat normal um, and can talk to me like a human, <laughs> not grinning at me uh, like the Cherser cat, you know, for for till the end of time. I want live trainers. If I'm going to be paying a subscription, I, I want a live trainer or something yeah, like right. that. You know, even if it's just audio. I am not going to pay if, for a video okay, capture of listen, somebody. If it was a live trainer, then 20 bucks is not a bad idea. But uh, since well, it's that's like what I thought it was. That's what I thought it was. They were advertising it as, yeah, you, know, well, you know, actual <laughs> that's like a, That's like the next level. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, when I tried it, uh, it's funny that you mentioned the fact that they were so buffed. I didn't really have a problem with that. It's just that I, I found uh, that some of the people that were kind of, you know, letting you exercise were very, well, you know... Uh, 
very excited to a point where I would be like, can you also pick a different um, tone? You know, from from different places. You know, I'm I'm. It's like very American. You know, it is I mean? very. No, hey, no, I'm no, half American. I'm allowed no, to say it. it no, no, off. no offense. You know, but no, no, it's, no, it's, it's like I would love to see kind of also maybe a more. So someone who's a little bit more chill or a little bit more, but these were very, you know, it was almost like I was in this Telcel commercial of like, hey, let's go. And then I'm like, yeah, that's cool. You know, and I like it for certain tracks, it fits, but it would be nice to have a variety yeah. of different what, coaches. What you want um, is like a, a British butcher, like just smoking a cigarette, well, rolling on and just flicking the thing yeah. out and just saying, look, you weasel punch this meat and, and get fit. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> no, but, 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 you, but you get my point. But it, it, it's nice to have those people in there because I think they did a great job on explaining you what you had to do. Yeah. Again, I, I'm completely sold on the whole coach idea of having someone, you know, yeah. uh, um, you know, uh, cheering you and saying like, oh, you're doing very well, even that sometimes it's scripted. Yeah. But it's still kind of nice to, you know, meet them. It feels very personal. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm doing well. Uh, let's do this and that. And uh, you know, come back later. Um, the tutorial that they showed was great. You know, they they sell it very well. You know, the concept. Uh, of course, as you said, like the subscription is quite expensive at the moment, so that's kind of the problem. Um, and I thought gameplay-wise, some of the mechanics are, well, I wouldn't say um, better than you know, uh, Beat Saber does it because the physics and Beat Saber and everything together, it just works and it has been very polished. Um, but I thought that the swinging, for example, around this, that's like a, a mix between synth riders and Beat Saber. I thought it was yeah. a cool thing to, to be doing. And then also the squatting with the triangles. It's like using different elements from all these uh, rhythm uh, and, and fitness games that we had in VR so far and mixes them together. And also the 360 turning and stuff and kind of doing that. It's, it's nice. But as I said, it's like using it from all those games and combines it together. Um, so yeah, I had a fun time. I don't think it's bad at all. Again, like I'm still blown away by the fact it's approved by Facebook to have it on the store next to Beat Saber because, well, indirectly it is competing with Beat Saber now because it's kind of like the same gameplay in its core. Um, but yeah, if, if they can drop the, the price of the subscription, I did, uh, I did see somewhere, I can't remember what the source is now, but, um, they said that it was like ranked at number 11 in terms of like the most played app on the quest right now around 11 or something like that i remember reading um okay. but it will be interesting to see how that changes once the free subscription is over oh they, uh, they won't be anywhere near they won't yeah. be in the top 100 you yeah. know at that stage nah. yeah so that is the show this week i hope you guys and girls all enjoyed it uh we'll yeah. be back next week with some more juicy vr topics and maybe even another guest so make sure you keep your eyes peeled for that make sure you subscribe to the channel and all our other sort of yes. outlets in terms of uh, the audio version as well have a great week in vr stay safe look after each other and bye-bye for now